Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited. So you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you would like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash from us films LLC, or just search from us F R U M E S S. And don't forget to like share and subscribe audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Jeff from us. What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you doing? Do you like my really crappy devil lock tonight? I went for the Doyle look because when I did the devil lock the last time, it was problematic. You know, it tickles your nose. It tickles your lips. It tickles your chin. Um, I can understand the desire to wanting to grow the devil lock past the chin. Once you get past the chin with the devil lock, it becomes a career move. It's your, your career. <laughs> it's like a career. <laughs> What's up, Rue? How you doing? How you doing, Alan? Welcome to the show. I saw Pat earlier. What's up, Pat? How you doing? Um, yeah. So if you notice, I have a slightly different setup. This is the old setup. People like, uh, Rue Morg and Pat, I'm sure we'll remember this setup possibly. I don't know if you pay attention to that stuff. This is how I used to do podcasts. And the reason why, or I used to do the show, the reason why I am set up like this right now is because newsflash, I have some wonderful news. How you doing, Cyrus? Um, serious, serious. Um, we are now on Spotify. That's right. That's right. I have everything worked out. And so the show is also a podcast now. So if you can't tune into the live stream or if you're not a fan of, you know, being tethered to YouTube, if you're at, you know, when I used to work, when I was at work, it was harder for me to watch screens when I used to have a, a desk job. So I was allowed to have my headphones on. So I would listen to podcasts all day long. Uh, so the sh if I listened to the show on YouTube, it would be a little bit more inconvenient or I would lose the video element. So what I'm going to try and do, and there's a lot that goes into us. It's going to be very challenging, trying not to say, um, so much trying to be more focused in topics and discussion and leave comments for comment section time. That's right. We're going to have to actually devote time to where we go back and look through the comments. So that way. I'm not interrupting the stream to acknowledge comments unless there's a comment that really, truly deserves to be acknowledged in the moment, real time, for whatever reason. Um, I'm going to have to see. I said, um, again, it's really hard. You you know, it's hard to do stream of consciousness without a co-host and not say, um, um, is the mind is the brain trying to keep the mouth talking while the mind thinks of what needs to be said next. That's what happens with it. You know, what's up, Pat? Um, <laughs> I the um, the dreaded ums count. Um, today's episode is one of our sponsors is the Croix, uh, key lime software, uh, key lime software, 
key lime seltzer, really tasty stuff. I am also flirting with the possibility. Here's the thing. If enough money comes into the production fund via, you know, revenue from YouTube and donations and things, my plan, how you doing, Sacred Mask? My plan is to make it so that I can broadcast from YouTube live, from Facebook live, all at the same time, and then those will get turned into podcasts. That's the plan. That is the the plan, Stan. So like I said, um, if you have Spotify or any other podcast app, Apple Music, whatever, please consider following the show and subscribing to the show and downloading the show there and watching the show there. I get paid. I get paid when you guys do that. So please, especially Spotify. Spotify's huge. Unlike Doyle, I love Spotify. And I assure you, Doyle is making way more money than I am on Spotify. But, you know, <laughs> Yeet Bitch says, no fear, the Yeet is here. I feel like Yeet is the type of guy. By the way, this is going to be a more of a community episode. It's not so much of a lecture episode. So, you know, we can just sort of talk and chat. Uh, I feel like Yeet is the type of guy who speaks in the third person a lot. You know, I don't know what Yeet's real name is, but if he had like whatever his name is, you know, Mark or Charlie, and he just goes <laughs> and he's just like, have no fear. Charlie's here. I'll never forget high school. There was a guy, his name was Tim Sanders. He was showing up with the with uh, the beer and the babes, proverbial beer and the babes. I did not, was not even drinking in high school at this time. I was sober, even in high school. Yes, if you can believe it. But, or no, this was college. And we'll never forget, we thought Tim Sanders was going to be the coolest. <laughs> this is no this is no reflection on you, Yeet. We thought Tim Sanders was going to be the coolest guy to come out of the you know woods. He was going to have these his arms full of beer and babes. And he, <laughs> he slinks out of the bushes like a creature. And he hands us, <laughs> he hands us, oh, look at this. From Pat, we got a $20 tip. Pat, thank you for your donation to the production fund. Truly appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I don't know if you guys can. Oh, yeah, you can see it. The tag shows up right here. Much appreciated. Peace and love. Peace and love. Thank you, Pat, for your support of the show. Ah, uh, your keypad is messed up. F, F up, Mr. Frummis. Yes. In any case, Tim Sanders comes slinking out of the bushes like a like a creature, like a like this and he hands us a card with his name it just says Tim Sanders. He didn't specialize in anything, but he just handed us a card, Tim Sanders. And we just looked at each other, my friend and I. And um, hey, Pat, that really that means a lot. Pat says anytime. Thank you for what you do, man. Hey, thank you for your support. Um, we said my friend and I turned to each other and said, we will never forget Tim Sanders for as long as we live. I have no idea if any of that made any sense. Let's let's start the show right now. We're going to just start the freaking show. So, you know, when we start the show, we got to do the theme. Let's do that real quick. I got to find the theme is right here. And I'm just going to keep yakking away because that's what I do best. I just talk, talk, talk. Everybody tells me you got to find an outlet for all that talking you do. And I did. All right, ready? Here comes the theme. Make it from Florida. 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 There we go. So that was that. 
Oh, poor Yeet. Yeet. I was, you know, Yeet, I, I, I don't think that, I, it, whether that reflects you well or not, I was just, you reminded me of that by saying, have no fear, the Yeet is here. It was not meant to be anything more than, than uh, a fun, light, fluffy story in any case. Welcome to the Streaming Evil Live show. My name is Jeffrey Murdergram. I am your host. And um, today we have a very special announcement. By the way, if you're just joining us, please like, share, subscribe. If you're listening to this on Spotify, please follow the podcast. That's right. It's now on Spotify. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, we have a very special announcement today. We are doing, if you couldn't tell already because it's the title of the friggin' show, we are doing, and that's why my hair, if you can't see me ver uh, visually, I'm wearing a devil lock and I, I tried to copy... I tried to copy. What's up, Robbie Bloodshed? How you doing? Um, I tried to copy the uh, the the Doyle Devil Lock, as you can see, but I, I don't have enough runway. And when I mean runway, I mean hair. I don't have enough hair to do the full Devil Lock. I didn't want to use electrical tape. I don't know how how Doyle does it. I think he double wraps the tape and just sort of loops it around or something because I, I feel like the tape would stick to his hair. And you know, if you're doing, you know, seventy excuse me, 70 or 80 shows or whatever it is, you're probably going to be bald. You're going to be bald. You're going to start looking like other members of the Misfits at some point, you know, uh, pulling, pulling the hair all the way from the back, you know, and whatnot. So um, he's got to have, he's got to, he's had some sort of secret. He has some sort of secret that, that we, that I am not aware of in order to, you know, make that work. In any case, why are we doing a devil lock pageant? First of all, First of all, just to sort of, you know, get this out of the way, we recently talked about Devilocks. I had Joe Vasta, the JV bastard, on the show, and we were talking about Devilocks and how Sid Terror claimed he invented the Devilock and he called it the Vampire Steak or some such nonsense. Um, and uh, we went did a whole episode, but we never really went for like a hard definition of what a devil lock is. We talked about the angel lock, which is something that I, I, I think I invented it right on the air. It's literally just invented this angel lock concept. Um, but what is an actual devil lock? Well, for the purpose of this episode to be definitive on the definition, we are going to go to the Wikipedia's of it all, and we're going to read about what the devil lock is. By the way, I just want to note that <laughs> this is a sub-Wikipedia article for human hair. That's right. You can find the devil lock. It says head styles. It has the afro, afro puffs, asymmetrical haircut, bald, bangs, beehive, big hair. So all the different like styles. You have a pompadour, punch perm, Princeton, all the different styles you could imagine. The quiff, the cue, the rat tail, the razor cut. And right there under D, the first uh, the first D is devil lock. That's right. So the misfits haircut is amongst <laughs> is amongst historical Christian hairstyles. The high top fade, the shag, the shape up, the shimada, the short back and sides, the short brush cut, short hair, spiky hair, straight hair, every single haircut you can imagine. And here is the devil lock. So what is the devil lock? Well, it says it right here. The Devil Lock is a hairstyle created by Misfits bassist Jerry Only in the late 1970s. In the early in an early 1980s interview, Only claimed that the Devil Lock was based on the tidal wave hairstyle seen amongst the 1970s skateboarding communities. Although I think that I would correct Wikipedia right now and say that Jerry was actually copying, you know, the 50s Superman S sort of curl thing which he's also stated in interviews but whatever for the sake of this 
of this Wikipedia article, we're just going to say the 1970s skateboarding communities were, 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 were rampant with this hairstyle. In the same interview, former Misfits vocalist Glenn Danzig explains that his version of the hairstyle developed from an imitation of Eddie Munster's hair hairstyle, which Eddie Munster kind of had the, the wolf man because, you know, he's supposed to be kind of like a wolf boy. So Eddie Munster has more of a wide triangle. I don't know how you would describe it, an equal-sided triangle pointing downward sort of situation. By the way, how do I sound on the mic? Someone give me a thumbs up. Let me know how this is sounding. Is the signal good? Do we have good fidelity? This is important for our transition to Spotify. Um, so yeah, he said it was, he said it was uh, Eddie Munster's hairstyle. A style similar to the Devil Lock was sported earlier. For instance, the Safari's cover picture of Gum Dip Slicks, well, we should look that up too, in 1964 shows a member, dot, 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 of the band with a Devil Lock-like quiff. Uh, as did the guitarist for the contemporaneous Torpedoes of Bustin' Surfboards fame. Oh, great. I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, Rue says the audio is good and Sacred says nice production. I'm loving it, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amy. Glad to hear it. That makes me a happy camper. I just feel like I hate the way this dips down. I hope we're not getting any mic noise as I'm handling this. Uh I really should get one of those professional mics. But listen, we do things DIY on the show. That's how we roll. Uh, I hope my P... All right, you know what? I got to shut up about this. We got to keep going. Keep rolling, Jeff. Keep rolling. So what is the gum dip slicks photo look like? Let's let's take a look, shall we? All right. Here, let's go to the images section. The gum dip slicks. Do we have a picture? The original safaris. I'm not seeing... Oh, here we go. Yeah, okay. It's like so small. It's like a it's like Squiggy from um Laverne and Shirley or whatever. Look at this. Here it is right here. You can kind of see it here. I'll make my screen a little bit bigger. And you can see the guy all the way to the right or left. You see where my clicker is? I can't tell if this is your right or left. But you see he has a tiny little thing thingy sticking out. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even call that a proto devil lock. I would call that something else. And Amy digs the devil lock. Mr. Red says the audio is great. Thank you, Dudley. Hey, what's up, Mr. Red? He like Mr. Red likes the devil lock and fuck Michael Graves, the pseudo Christian fundamentalist, homophobic bigotry. And let's not forget Poser. Ha ha ha. We don't even need we don't even need to talk about him. We, we've said everything that I have to say about Michael Graves is available on a recent video that I uploaded. Go check it out. I have nothing more to say about Michael Graves unless him or Artie say something my offer is on the table for Artie, but i think he's too much of a chicken in any case whoa trying to get those youtube beef ratings up so yeah so that's what the that's what the the proto devil lock that they're they're saying is and then they say a devil they say quiff now what is a quiff let's take a look at a picture of a quiff when comparing it to the the devil lock the quiff where is it where is it i'm not seeing it we're gonna boost our sizes real quick so we can determine what we have here. I guess, I guess this is a quiff right here. It kind of looks like a soft serve ice cream thing kind of going on. Like a, anybody who knows who Jimmy Neutron is. This is actually kind of how my hair looks under my hat right now, except a lot less pretty. Mine looks matted and disgusting, but this is like kind of what I have um, a little bit. I just keep telling my wife to shave around the sides. 
I guess it actually would be more like this. It's like a ramp, just not as nice. But this is also like the, the quiff. This is what all the Psycho Billy guys have. You know what I'm saying? All the Psycho Billy guys have that. So um, so that's the quiff. What, what else does it say? What else does Wikipedia say? Um, and, you know, supposedly it was Steve Zing's mother who invented the term devil ock. Um, Glenn's mother might have been the one. There's a lot of talk about who in, who actually invented. And then supposedly the devil lock is from a uh, a tribe, is, indi- is an indigenous hairstyle to a tribe in Africa who have devil locks. I've actually seen pictures of this tribe online. I thought Glenn was making that up in the Pusshead interview, but then I saw a picture of it on Facebook. I was like, I'd be damned. I'll be damned. That's that's real. That's a real thing. Or at least, the you know, I don't know, maybe the photo. You, you never know what the fake, fake, fake stuff on Facebook sometimes misinformation runs rampant uh in a devil lock the sides and the back of the hair are kept short while the front is kept long and combed forward in the late 1990s the devil lock experienced a resurgence of popularity in asian markets that saw the hairstyle spread from punk rock to the mainstream culture okay that i did not know that i did not i'm so glad we read this article how about that? Following popularization in Japanese and Chinese rock groups, the hairstyle was appropriated by Nikurai Endo in his chain of retail clothing stores. The Devil Lock brand currently sponsors music events called Devil Lock Nights through Southeast Asia. All right, guys, guys, we are learning something really nutso right now because I didn't know this. I didn't know this about like the devil lock or anything. Like I thought we said everything there was to say. I thought I was being super redundant trying to pad the runtime when discussing this, but we're actually learning something here. Let's take, excuse me. I'm the, the seltzer makes, makes me burp. Here you go. Look at that. There's a devil lock night right there. You can't, can't really see it. Let's go to, let's go to larger size to see if we can find anything. No, uh, no. Well, I'm seeing t-shirts with like devil lock. Yeah, devil lock night. And there's the devil lock. Look at that. I wonder if the misfits know about this. If Jerry only is aware of what, of what's going on. That guy Sparky is very interesting. Mr. Red says, or look up Sparky from Demented Argo or Psycho Billy in general. He collaborated with a band called the Hillbilly Moonshine Explosion. They did this music video and this song called My Love Forevermore or something. Really beautiful ballad, like kind of like a murder ballad sort of song. And, you know, what's interesting about Sparky, sorry to go on a quick uh, tangent here. This guy Sparky, his voice is so gravelly. It's like gravelly, talks like this. And it's really, and he has a really, he's a vocalist, man. He's not a singer, he's a vocalist. And he's like singing like this and whatnot. I really like it a lot. I think that's pretty cool. So, so there's this thing called Devil Lock Nights in Southeast Asia, and it's a popular mainstream kind of thing. How about that? How about that? Uh, and that's all it says. That's it. That's the end of of the uh, of the thing of the thing of the thing. So here's the deal. We were in the the, the Facebook group, the Lodi Facebook group. Check that out. By the way, I have to commend. I have to commend the the people in this group are phenomenal. We're having like interesting conversations. There's no elitist BS. Everybody is just talking civilly and voicing their opinions. It's just so refreshing. It's so nice to see this this kind of stuff in the Facebook group. 
And um, I'd advise all of you to check it out. But in any case, somebody mentioned, somebody mentioned that that's possible, Doomdell. Wasn't the Graves era misfits like super popular in Japan? I know they were in South America. I don't know about Japan. Uh, in any case, somebody mentioned in the Facebook group, hey, um, they were talking about Devil Lock. Something happened. And all of a sudden, I was struck with a burst of inspiration. I thought in my head, what if we do a Devil Lock pageant? Like a beauty pageant, but for devil locks. And I was like, this is crazy. And so I actually took a poll and there were some people that were not interested in it. Some people who thought it was a really stupid idea. Other people thought it was a really great idea. Some people were just like, do it, do it, do it, you know? And, um, and so I thought, okay, you know what? Let me, let me see if I can figure out some rules and some like, you know, regulations and like, like actually come up with like a contest and we will we will set about doing a devil lock I call it the devil lock it's the devil lock fiend fashion pageant so here's how it's going to work and everybody is included there is nobody who is barred from entering the contest it's very simple there's very simple rules for you to enter the contest and I'm going to let you know about it right now ready this is all you have to do um we already read about what a devil lock is. So here's here's here are my rules right here. I, I made a little I made I typed up some rules and you could they're in the description as well. So um here's how it goes. The the, the rules are as follows. First of all, in order to enter, all you have to do is make a video. That's literally it. Make a video with your devil lock. That's it. Uh, you could do it with your cell phone. You could do it with a webcam. Whatever works for you, it doesn't matter. It just has to be playable. I have to be able to open the file, and you have to speak clearly. And what you're going to do is you are going to show off your devil lock. Um, the, the rules go like this. One, your devil lock doesn't have to be made out of hair. It just has to look like a devil lock on your head. So if you are somehow able to make pens or like a plastic bag full of batteries somehow, you know, like tie it to your hair or make it dangle uh, down your face in between your eyes on your nose. Ooh. Um, then you can you can enter the devil lock contest. So it doesn't require actually having a devil lock. OK, you don't have to actually have a devil lock, just fashion a devil lock. Um, and then here's the thing uh, you can. If you do it any which way, you're going to get extra points for creativity. So, again, if you want to make it out of carrots or cilantro or green onions, if whatever you want to do, be as goofy as you want with it. Um, and the more creative it is, the more points you're going to get. If you want to do a straight, straightforward devil lock, that's fine. You're basically being judged on finesse and creativity. That's the way it's going to work. So if you can finesse like a beautiful devil lock, that's great. And if you're doing, you know, or if you're super duper creative, then you're super duper creative. And you know what? I think we might have to do two categories. I think it would be unfair to try and judge a finessed devil lock versus a creative devil lock. So we'll have two categories for that. I'm, I'm, I'm making that up right now as I go along with this. So you, there's going to be the most creative devil lock and the most finessed devil lock. Th those are the two, the two categories. Uh, so take note. Um, I also said in my rules, you can make it a part of a costume. Whatever you want to do, just make it into a devil lock. 
How many videos can we submit? I'm asking for a friend. Rue wants to know. Rue Morg wants to know. Longtime listener Rue Morg wants to know how many videos uh, uh, can can be submitted because he's asking for a friend. And the answer is as many as you want. If you want to if you want to enter multiple times, feel free. But here's the thing: I'm not done with what you have to do in your video. It's not just making the devil lock. So you got be prepared for the next part because you're also going to be judged on the entirety of the video. It's not just it's not just making the devil lock. You have to you have to do stuff because, like I said, this is a this is a pageant, and pageants require you know other sort of stuff. You know, um, ah. Uh, uh, Yeet says, I just shaved my head for the summer, so I may just draw mine on my forehead. You can totally do that, Yeet. You can totally friggin' do that. You know, uh, like I said, what, however you want to do your devil lock, it's up to you. As long as it's a devil lock, as long as it looks visually like a devil lock. Here is the next thing. Um, you have to sing a misfit song. Now, if you're, if you, if you are a musician, you can play it on the guitar. If you're like me and you don't have any musical ability or talent, you can sing it a cappella like I do all the time on the show. But you have to sing a Misfit song. So for each video entry, I am requiring that there be a, a song. If there is no song, I'm still going to count the video. I will not exclude anybody. I'll still count the video. But, but it will hamper. The judges are going to judge you based on the content of your video. So if you don't have, that will go into the judgment process. So it's like, if you decided not to sing a song, but the other person sang a song, there you go. Um, and and again, the song is a Misfits song, your favorite Misfits song. And I'm going to extend that. It's not just Misfits. It could be Misfits, Sam Hain, or Danzig. Um, and bonus points. It has to be a different style of music. Um, if you can sing it in a different style of music, that would be really stupendous. So if you want to do an opera version of Skulls like this. The corpses all hang, headless and limp, bodies with no surprises, and the blood drains down like devil's rain. So you could do stuff like that, you know. Or if you want to do beat poetry, like when I did Theme for a Jackal, and you just want to be like, uh, you know, uh, dead daughter in the river, entrance game by her liver, spit, Theme for a Jackal, spit. You could do that too. That's cool, man. What, however you want to do the song, you do the song. All I require is a song and a devil lock in your video. Here's the third part. The third thing that I want to do... <laughs> Yeet says that I sound like Paul Bearer. I once I interviewed Paul Bearer's in my movie, in the Lodi movie. I interviewed him. It was a he he is a trip man. A uh, really really nice guy who was very generous with his time. I, I came down to um, place of his employment and he uh, yeah he did a he did an interview. I can't wait to rewatch that one. It's gonna be great. Um, here's the third element, which I'm not sure if I mentioned. So Cyrus Sirius, sorry, I keep mispronouncing Sirius von Crow is asking, can it just be played on guitar without singing? If you, listen, I'm not going to force anybody to do anything that they do or do not want to. You can submit without a song. However, the judges 
are going to take that into consideration when they're deciding who the winner is. And we're going to get to what the prize is going to be. There's going to be a prize. Yeah. Um, but but that's entirely up to you and your comfort level. I'm not going to force you guys to do anything that you don't want to do. So the last thing I the last thing that I'm asking of for this video is to talk about, uh, you know, kind of like with the pageants, the beauty pageants, they have to like say like, what I would do if I like could, you know, what I would do if I ran the, the, the world or something like, you know, uh, I guess it's like character building. I don't know what it is. You know, we're like, I'll solve world hunger, blah, blah, blah. From For this pageant, all you have to do is talk about how you got into the Misfits. That's what I want. I want your Misfits origin story, how you discovered the Misfits, Sam Hain and Danzig, and how it made you feel. That's it. Very simple. Try to try not to don't be like me and talk for like 15 minutes about it. Keep the video short, people. These videos, we don't want them to be longer than, uh, you know, seven, five to seven minutes. I don't know. Uh, at most, at most. So it's a quick story. You do your song and you show off the hairstyle. Okay. That's what I want you to do. And you're going to send your entries to video business media at gmail.com. You can use Google drive. You can use WeTransfer. You got to send me the file. If you don't send me the file and I can't play the file on the show for the next week's show, then you're disqualified. Okay. Maybe we should make it for two weeks. We'll do for two weeks. That's what it is. You have two weeks to do this. So next week is going to be a different show. And the show after that is going to be the second part of the pageant. So you got to email this email address. You see video business media at one word at gmail.com. All right. Wow. Jack Kerouac. That is, a, I think that's a compliment. I don't know. I've never listened to Jack Kerouac talk. So I don't know. Uh, Mr. Red says, I kind of sound like Jack Kerouac. Raphael asks, Misfits Opera, cool. Yeah, exactly, dude. Uh, Raphael asks, when can, uh, where can we find the complete interview in which Rollins recommended the 12 hits from hell uh, other, than the vi other than that of your video? Uh, you can't. As far as I know, it might be out there a little bit. It it's impossible to find. I was able to find it on my file. I know, I know, I know. It's super annoying because I talked in the middle of the video. I did that on purpose. I wasn't sure if I was going to get a takedown notice for that mis for that Henry Rollins video where he's talking about how much he loves 12 Fits from Hell. So I spoke over it to add commentary by YouTube standards so that I could fight uh, any sort of takedown notices and claim fair use. And people were super pissed about that. You should see all the comments filled with bile. Additionally, I didn't know that I could mute my microphone. Wait, what? Wait, what? Paul Bearer died? Oh, oh, you're talking about the Undertaker, Paul Bearer. I thought you were talking about the 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 punk rock singer for Sheer Terror. My God, I thought you, whew, that was close. Well, I'm sorry that that Paul Bearer died, but man, you you freaked me out for a minute, dude. I was like, what? What? He's dead? That's crazy. Um, Yeah, people were pissed about that, though. They're like, dude, like, you know, because I was taking my vitamins as as Henry was talking and the, the mic was hot on my headset. And I didn't know I could mute my mic. I didn't know I had that feature. And people were like, dude, do you have to eat while the video is playing? Like, I get it. I, I would have been upset, too. So I apologize to everybody. Everybody on that. I just go, I'm sorry. And most people are cool. It's funny. You know, 
they say that YouTube comment sections are the, one of the most toxic places on the internet, but I've actually found in general that when someone's upset with you, if you apologize right then and there and admit that you're wrong, people are super disarmed by that. And I swear, no manipulation on my part, genuinely apologizing when, when I feel that it's, that it's deemed necessary for the most part. And uh, people are just super disarmed by that. They stop being like, you know, you know, dickish or whatever the situation is. Um, in any case, Guys, the pageant, look, three parts to the video, Devilock singing a Misfit Samhain Danzig song and how you got into the Misfit Samhain and Danzig. Try to keep it short, five to seven minutes at most. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to have a panel full of judges. I said next week's show, but we're going to do two weeks just to see if we can get a couple of entries, okay? So we're going to have... A panel. I already have my panel picked out, even if they don't know that they're judges yet. I have I have selected who I want to be the judges for my panel. We'll, we'll, hopefully, they'll all say yes. If not, no matter what, we're going to have a panel of judges. I myself am not going to be doing any of the judging. No judging from me. Why? Because I think it would be better if I was just the MC. I don't want... I, I, I for For a lot of reasons, I think it would be for the best if I'm not one of the judges. I want to leave this, I want to be completely unbiased in the judgment process here. So I'm going to tell my judges, I'm going to be like, look, you're looking at three things, the creativity, um, the, again, how how nice the devil lock looks or the creativity of the devil lock, the, the song that's being performed and the story. And these three elements will, you know, people are going to pick, the judges will pick their favorites and there will be a prize Awarded. Yes, Mr. Red, I figured that you were talking about. I just realized it was Paul Bearer from The Undertakers. I was like, damn, that's that's a bu that's a bum out, man. Um Raphael says, Thanks, man. I was curious there was some more info about that interview. He's referring to the Henry Rollins thing and the oh god, this is so annoying. I can't wear even like this, it's tickling me. I'll have to like lean down. Um yeah, I don't have, there's no more interview about it. It was just me, I like, I like strung together those clips. That's what I did. I strung together those Henry Rollins audio takes and, and made that video myself. It's actually from five different shows that are like each a half hour long. It, it was like a week long show or whatever. Um, now, optional, number six, optional. And I'm going to say this again, um, much like uh, our, our friend Pat, Lakata, who was so generous to donate to the production fund for the show. I wrote optional. Feel free to support this content by subscribing, liking, sharing, and commenting, or even tipping and or buying a coffee for the production fund. And I put the link. You actually can see the link below the, 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 there's a tiny URL and in the description below, there's ways to to donate to the thing. Right, exactly. Pat said it best. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. Uncle Jerry, it's for the kids. Um, in Pat's case, he actually, in a way, I guess, you know, his dad is lifelong friends with Jerry. So <laughs> I'm sure Pat had, had seen Jerry in some way, shape, or form in, a, in that kind of setting. So there you go. Uh, Sacred says, I got a drum set made white empty painting containers and picks of drums is that qualified i i didn't understand yeah okay i got a drum set made with empty paint containers and pieces of drums 
Is that qualify? Yes, sacred mask. That 100% qualifies. I think that's super cool, and I'm so excited to see what you do with it. And then what we're going to do is in two weeks, we're going to play all the entries. So when you send your videos in, this is why you're sending your videos in. They're going to get played live on the air. That's right. We're going to actually premiere all the videos. We're going to we're going to do that, and then our judges, our judge judgment panel, will decide like quietly i'll 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 you know sort of you know stall while they decide and then they will pick the most creative devil lock and the most finesse devil lock and those two entries will win da 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 the winner the winners shall receive a prize in the form of a special certificate of fiend excellence with specially created art that's yet to be determined what does that mean well, let me explain. So recently there's like this whole thing with blockchain. It's called an NFT. It's digital artwork and it's like the only copy. So I don't know anything about digital artwork or how to make digital artwork. That's where there's only one copy, this NFT. So I figured we're going to do a physical version. So what I'm going to do is I am going to have this, these certificates made uh, very DIY-y. It's not something, it'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll, whatever it will be, I don't know. Um, and what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to give me your address. I'm going to send you your certificate and whatever, you know, I'm going to create it digitally with a file and then I'm going to print it out. We're going to decorate it or whatever. And that is going to be the singular artwork that only one in existence. And it's for the bragging rights of being the winner of the fiend fashion devil lock pageant from the evil live streaming show. Add it to your misfits collections. Um, enjoy the bragging rights for having the best, either the best devil lock or the most creative devil lock. And again, don't forget to do your other, the other portions of your um, thing. I can't wear this anymore, guys. This is like really annoying. The crap. I, I don't know how people wear devil locks. We, we talked about this previously. Oh, there we go. Much better. Whew, that was bothering the crap out of me. Oh my goodness, I can't tell you how much better I feel. You know, I should have tilted this microphone the other which way. Um, so so that is that's the contest. If anybody has any questions, just leave them in the comments. We're going to go through comments now and just hang out and chit-chat for a little bit, but that's the contest. So submit your videos to that address via and you want to know something if i don't get any answers if nobody responds with a video then we just won't have a contest and i'll look like an idiot but i look like an idiot anyway so i don't really care you know what i'm trying to do fun creative stuff that's that's what it is at the end of the day so you know either you're gonna like it and do it or you're not gonna do it and it's no skin off my ass either way uh i would love to make this work though and I'll type up something and share it online in addition to everything I shared just now with you in the video. And and that's that will be that. That's what we're going to do. So, again, if you have any questions, just let me know. And uh, we'll, we'll take it to the uh, comment section here real quick. See if we missed any con comments. Actually, we got most of them, I think. Uh, interesting. Uh, Jean-Louis Lebris de Kerouac, often known as Jack. I didn't know he was French. Jack Kerouac was an American novelist of French-Canadian ancestry 
who along with, I know who William S. Burroughs is, and Allen Ginsberg was a pioneer of the beat. Yeah, baby. Oh, cool. So he's a beat poet, I'm sure. That's cool. That's cool. I'm sorry. I'm trying to fix this mic. I hope the handling noise isn't insane. Of the beat generation. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So I, listen, I, I really am excited to see what Sacred Mask is going to do because he's got a a, a, a a drum set that he's going to use to do his Misfit Samhain Danzig cover. And again, the I, man, the more offbeat song, like if you do, <laughs> like do um, Macabre from Samhain as a rap song. Spiritals. Succubus. Life is pain. Death is pain. Spine of a cat. You know, like just go, go, go crazy with it. I uh, make me laugh. Make me laugh. Entertain me. <laughs> Chelsea Anna says that Danzig is playing more misfit shows in Mexico only. It's on the official site. Uh, wasn't that canceled? Is that that's back on Chelsea? Is that official this summer? Wow. I mean, I, I hope so. That would be really cool. Doom Doom Dell says that they are actually excited for this. I hope you're talking about the uh, the fiend fashion devil lock pageant. If so, that makes me happy. Um, uh, Mr. Red says to Chelsea, Mexico loves the misfits and even Danzig. Hell yeah. Stoker asks, so who had the best devil lock? Who? I, oh God. Is this turning into the, ah, is this turning into the, a repeat of the other episode? Who had the best devil lock? You know, I think Doyle in 1983 had the best devil lock, man. He had a really great devil lock. And, um, I think Jerry had a good devil lock. I love, no, you know what? I like Glenn Danzig's devil lock in 1979, like 1980, 1979, when it was just like this big, like thick tuft. He really had a Wolverine sort of thing going on and it, and it just came down to a point. So I think that is actually my, my most favorite of devil locks personally, but that's just me. I don't know about you guys. Um, what else can I tell you? Uh, the Screaming Jay Hawkins video is still coming along. This is just like when I was doing 1979. I just, I keep plugging away. I keep chugging along. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it comes out. I'm very excited. I hope, I hope it's as good as I'm, hope I'm not hyping it up. <laughs> Stoker says Erie's Devilock was good too. Yes. I liked Erie's Devilock. Erie had like a, a vamp. He really, he had, he brought the Dracula, the Dracula, hairstyle going on and yes i agree dr chud had the most atrocious hair hairstyle devil lock ever i don't know if he was bald by then but at some point he was gluing on his hair much like graves would do uh in in uh, you know one of the not in the aughts he would glue, you know they would glue strings of hair on their heads and so chud would would glue his devil lock on i don't know if that happened in the 90s but uh, yeah, it was really kind of like a wiener sort of wiener lock. Always was. Whether I, no matter my feelings on that guy, it was not a good devil lock. Um, other news. I'm almost through with that Bobby Steele interview. As I, no updates from last week. It's the same sort of thing. Ah, this is very exciting. I don't know what's going to become of this, but you know, I recently did uh, one of my one of my rants on Rent the musical. Yes, I like musicals. In addition to liking the music, uh, Misfits, you can make fun of me, you can laugh at me, whatever. 
I don't care. I like musicals. So be it. But, um, you know, it sort of like really inspired me. And I just I had a writing session today. I haven't written narrative fiction in a long time. And I think I started writing a musical that involves all these interesting elements that, you know, with Screamin' Jay Hawkins. And I know this sounds really crazy, but maybe it's just a placeholder. But I even incorporated the music of Mr. Monster. I don't know why. I just, I was thinking about Frankenstein, and then I thought, oh, yeah, Little Frankenstein, like that song. And it just sort of got worked in there. And, yeah, I don't know what's going to come become of it. But, you know, listen, I just like being creative. I like creating things. I like writing. And if something, you know, doesn't become of it, I, I'm just happy that I got to exercise the the opportunity to create something, you know. That's why I like doing the show so much because it's like the rawest form of creation. You just sort of spit it out into the ether. You, you broadcast it out. It is what it is. This is a more social episode. We're not really doing, um, you know, cold, hard content information the way we are. This is kind of like a, just a sort of, um, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, a battle royale, a uh, brawl for all sort of thing. Thoughts on type O negative. Um, you know, I know like three songs by Typo Negative. I I like that song. Jesus Christ, what's that song? Uh, I'm not not doing it justice. Something about oh my god, it's this is gonna really bug me. There there's like three songs by Typo. It's like gothy met, metallic goth. It's very interesting. They really do have a very interesting sound because. They are doing metal, but it's not like metal that's tinged with goth. They come at the metal, but through the goth sound. If that's like they're not entering into goth territory from the metal they're making, they're enter they're entering metal territory from the goth that they're making. If that makes any sense. <laughs> Zambot says Return of the Fly, a Misfits musical by Frumus. Return of the Fly. You know, when I interviewed Calabrese, we were talking about Return of the Fly. They're like, or they were talking about it on the back of the box. It's literally like Glenn was was all out of song ideas. So he's like, like literally turned the VHS box over and was like reading, <laughs> reading what's on the back of Return of the Fly and making a misfit song out of that. Maybe that should be, we kind of did a contest like that um, a while back. But maybe that could be its own contest in the future. A misfit songwriting contest where you try to write a song like Glenn Danzig in the misfits. That would be interesting. Um, but let's see how the Devilock pageant goes. If the Devilock pageant goes well, we can talk about that as a future sort of thing. And like I said, whatever the the thing is, the prize, it's not going to be it's not going to be something of value. It's just something of validation that you won the contest. The real the real fun, the real validation will be shooting the video, submitting it to me, and then we're going to look at it on air and have a and have a uh, you know great enjoyment as we learn about how people got into the Misfits, Samhain, and Danzig. Um, Rue says, speaking of cat turd, I love your video mix of cat turds, T-Rex dance. I must've watched it a dozen times. My wife and I definitely appreciate what you do. Thank you, Rue. You know, guys, Rue has been here since the beginning. I've never met Rue, but just over the year, you know, he's just always been a presence on the live streams and I really enjoy having him here. And, um, 
you know, he's just, I, I really do. I appreciate your, your support through viewership, Rue, and you rock, you rule, dude, you rule. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a fun video to make for anybody who's not aware. I made a video recently about cat turds and I did it because somebody who used to be, you know, um, somebody who, somebody explained to me very recently that, you know, um, that things were being said about me. And so I thought, wow, what an opportunity to remix a video and make a techno song and yada, yada, yada. And I couldn't make a techno song. I needed some help. Shout out to Hash Golem who helped me with my techno video. I didn't address it last week because it dropped on the same day that I made it. And I just didn't even want to like bring attention to it. I was just a, it was just a goof, man. I was just having fun. As you can see my, I don't know if you can tell my, the green screen is still set up back here. And I'm thinking, you know, StreamYard has green screen capabilities. So I'm thinking about actually pulling the green screen up and sort of making this feel more like a studio. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I also I invited I invited um, what's his face, uh, his his minion onto my show Pizza Punk, not because I genuinely want to have him as a guest, but because I think that it would be really funny to civilly debate him and sort of like tear his world down uh with my words you know it's it's good it's good internet drama fun internet drama kids that that's all it is nothing 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 other than that black number one that's that is a typo negative song i guess the rest of the show we're just going to do comments it'll be a comment show at least for a little while um no holds barred free for all that's right are you referring to typo negatives, Christian woman or black number one, Mr. Red? It's neither. It's um, a song about I hate uh, I hate myself or uh, you know what? I'm going to look. It's in my Spotify playlist. Guys, if you ever want to know what I'm listening to here, let me see if I can pull this up. Actually, if you ever want to see what music I'm, you know, I'm always making recommendations to you guys, so I might as well you know, turn you on to my playlist. If you're, if you're interested, not, you know, you don't have to, nobody has to, you know, check this out if you don't want to, but you know, I figure, Hey, why not? Why is this turn on all activities? Skip. Don't want to do that. I'm logging back into continue. You know, this is, this is too complicated. I can just, I can get to Spotify from here. Here we go. Here's Spotify. Check this out. Let's see if we can find it. This is my go-to. No, it's not. Everything dies. Currently taping cat to my head. <laughs> Dude, if you do that, man, that see, like that's the type of creativity I'm talking about. That's what I'm looking for, Jay. That would be really, really funny. Truly. I'll bring your world down in hell. Huh. Everything dies. Nope, that's not the name either. Uh, would love to know my playlist. Okay, Mr. Red, I'm going to share it with you guys right now. Um. So here is my Spotify for anybody who cares. It's like, Jeff, nobody gives a shit about your Spotify. Fair enough. I, I wouldn't give a shit about someone else's Spotify. But since this is my show and we're just sort of here, I'm going to show you my Spotify. So here's my Spotify. As you can see, look, check this out, man. There's from us. There it is. There it is, guys. So go and give it a follow. Let me see if I can share it from here. How can I do that? Here we go. Share, copy, show link. Here you go, guys. Give it a follow right here. I'm posting it right there. This is so annoying. This thing is so fucked. There we go. I hope this is not. Yeah, there we go. Um, there it is. There's the 
There's the link. So click that and you can come into, you can follow the From Us podcast. So, you know, Pizza Punk and the Lodi show are both under here and they are just sort of, you know, if it's a Pizza Punk show, it says Sam Hain and Iggy Pop guitarist Pete Damian Marshall is Pizza Punk or Ramon's tour manager Monty A. Melnick is Pizza Punk. I'm going to keep putting them up there. And if it's a Misfits podcast, like what we're doing here, this is literally the live show. And by the way, don't get, you, you're going to get upset with me, but don't get upset with me. This is literally just the audio from these streams. So I may be talking about something visually that's not there in the audio or described in the audio, but for the most part, it should still function as a podcast. So check it out. But everything is under, I did this on purpose. I wanted everything to be under the Frumus banner. I didn't want to make multiple things. I didn't want people to get lost. If you search my name, just like my YouTube channel, search my name and you will find my podcasts and stuff. That's all you got to do. Um, not really horror punk. I mean, dude, I'm not a horror punk. That's the funniest thing about me and, and everything. And even though I've associated with many different horror punks and horror punk bands and knew all those guys, I'm not, me personally, I'm just a guy. I'm just a dude who's into a lot of shit. I don't personally do horror. I mean, there's some horror punk stuff that I really enjoy for sure. But, you know, I, I'm not like, you know, horror punk is not my go-to thing. I, I'm, I'm sort of, and I hate those guys that are like, I listen to everything. But I do have a very eclectic taste. I'm all over the map. I love Grateful Dead. I love friggin' Lou Reed. I love X. I love the Ramones. I love the Misfits. I love TSOL. I love the Pixies, the Stooges, Sublime. I'm a huge Beatles fan. So I'm all over the place, but this is my, this is my mix and it's ever evolving. So if you ever want to know what I'm listening to or join in the party, this has 834 songs. It's 44 hours. It's currently running at 44 hours and 25 minutes. I'm putting it here in the link as well. That's my playlist guys. And I just keep adding songs to the playlist and you can really see a wide variety of all the stuff that I listen to that's available on Spotify. So check that out. It's called the music sampler. When I'm writing, when I'm writing like, you know, screenplays and stuff, this is what I listen to when I'm driving in the car. This is what I listen to. And I just keep adding songs to it. And it's just an ongoing playlist. And for, you have to listen to it on shuffle. You do not listen to this sequentially. It's meant to be shuffled. So shuffle the crap out of it. I love the cramps, dude. Cramps are phenomenal. Great friggin' band. I was a teenage werewolf. Human fly. I'm a human fly. FBI. Booz, booz. Da, 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 da. I got 96 tears for 96 sides. Oh, baby. I love that. Love the cramps. Rue says, you need some more type neg typo negative in your life. Start with slow, deep, and hard. Sorry, start with slow, deep, and hard, and then skip bloody kisses and listen to October Rust. So, Rue, I do have October Rust. I have just not listened to it a lot. So, I will definitely check that out, though. Thank you for the recommendation. Um, for sure. I'm, I'm always ready to, to expand my musical horizons. I don't believe in listening to just, you know, bull bullshit. You know what I mean? I want to constantly... Here, I'm trying to find the typo negative song that I have. I think I have two of them. Lots of great bands in here, by the way. I wish I could play them for you now. I can't. Maybe we'll do a music listening episode on Spotify sometime, if Spotify will allow me 
to do that. I think they do. Where is typo negative? They are here somewhere. Q-R-S-T is how the alphabet goes. We got to get down to the T section. Here we are. Tijuana Panthers, big fan. T-S-O-L, of course. Here we go. All right. I don't want to be me and love you to death are the two typo negative songs that I have. So I don't want, I don't want to be me anymore. Whatever that song. Great friggin' song. Love it song. And, uh, and that's from October. No, that's from the best of typo negative. I don't know what album. And then love you to death is on October rust. So I'm down. I'm down with October rust a little bit. Sacred mask says my sister says all the time. Fucking cramps. I hate you. What? My sister said all the time, Fukin Cramps, I hate you. I don't understand. Jorge, Mars Hotel, favorite dead album. Uh, yeah, man, listen, I, you know, I, I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this, but dude, I really, I dig on some dead. I like the Grateful Dead a lot. You know, if you listen to the really early Grateful Dead stuff, uh, some of it's kind of punky, a little bit. Like um, Cold Rain and Snow on the self-titled album is kind of like, got like a, garage punk psychedelic feel to it it's a three minute song here's the funny thing you know people listen to jam bands because they like really long songs i'm the opposite they like to listen to the live jam bands like you're a you're like a you're a dingus if you listen to the studio albums of the grateful dead you got to catch them live i'm the opposite i don't want to listen to the live grateful dead i want to listen to the studio versions because they're shorter how about that how about them apples <laughs> how about them apples so I got the undertones here. Okay, this is a great song by a band called Uncle Matt and the Shitbirds called Caribou Acoustic. And I can't recommend enough for people to listen to this song. It's one of the most romantic songs I've ever heard. It is a really dumb song. But the basically, the gist of the song is I would... I'd walk through caribou poo just to hear you fart on the phone. Imagine loving someone so much or loving someone's essence so much that you would walk through caribou poo just to get to a phone receiver to listen to one of their farts coming from their butt. And to me, I was like, this is the most romantic. It's so romantic. He goes, I'd walk through caribou poo just to hear you fart on the phone. That's the song right there. You can listen to it right now if you want to. Um, hold on, let's get to the comments, the comments section. I'm so sad that I never got to see the cramps live. And when Lex, when Lux died, I thought it was a prank. We, it was, it, people thought it was a joke. People were, did not realize that Lux was actually dead. Very sad, man. Yeah, dude, Fire on the Mountain is one of the best Grateful Dead songs. Matter of fact, the one thing I do like, one of the things I like live by the Grateful Dead is uh, when they do Scarlet Begonias into Fire on the Mountain. And a great gateway into the Grateful Dead is actually to listen to Sublime because they do a lot of improvisation and they cover Scarlet, Bego Scarlet Begonias. They do like a hip-hop version. It's really great. Robbie Bloodshed says, Imagine the Dead Boys... And the static or horror business lineup of the Misfits doing a show together. Let me tell you something. I don't know about the static, I guess maybe the static age, but the horror business lineup and the Dead Boys would have been sick. And I'll tell you something. That was absolutely a possibility. Thing is, Dead Boys were a CBGB's band and and the and the Misfits were a Max's Kansas City band. Two different worlds. I'm not sure if the Dead Boys ever played Max's Kansas City. They probably did. I'm sure they had. 
But um, that bill is entirely possible. They were absolutely contemporaries at that time. That's the window that the Misfits shared. This is why I always say the Misfits are actually a New York City band. They are not a Jersey band. Much to Robbie Bloodshed's dismay, because Robbie is a local is a local boy in in the New Jersey section of where Lodi is. He's local to to Bergen County and prides himself being uh, br uh, living in in the next to the hometown of the Misfits. However, Robbie is wrong. <laughs> Robbie, you're wrong in that the Misfits are a New York City band who cut their teeth in the New York City punk scene, which is why if the Misfits and the Dead Boys, the, which is why the Misfits and the Dead Boys could have played shows together, man. They just could have done it. Loving You is like Loving the Dead. Great song. is Jay, is that a typo negative song that I need to check out? Um, I Don't Want to Be Me is on Life is Killing Me. It's a great album. Probably my favorite. Okay, gotcha. I love I Don't Want to Be Me. I think it's a phenomenal song. And I can't even pretend to vocalize the guitar parts, but it's just like that. You know that part where it's like, I don't want to be. I don't want to be me. I don't want to be me anymore. One, two, three, four. It's like super, I don't know how to describe it. It's really great though, Chris. Really, really great. Robbie says, imagine if the tour went through. Steve Zing said that Gigi Allen called Glenn's house in 84 to open for Sam Payne. You know, Steve is going to be on Pizza Punk. And what he is, I'm going to ask him about this. I'm going to ask. Steve's going to be so sick of talking about the same stories over and over again. But I'm going to be very thorough when I talk to him and ask him questions. I'm going to ask him about Sam Payne with the Jabbers. And I'll tell you, that would have been a great friggin' show, man. Because let me tell you something. I do not like Gigi Allen. I think Gigi Allen is garbage. Like, complete and utter trash. But there are two things about Gigi Allen that are absolutely redeemable. The first thing that is redeemable about Gigi Allen is that first album, Always, Is, Was, and Shall Be, whatever it's called, and some of those early Jabber singles are untouchably phenomenal. Like, that's when Gigi Allen actually was trying to sing. He, w he was also drumming on those albums, I believe. And he was actually trying to be a legitimate frontman. I don't think drugs had taken over the way that they would in later years, like the heroin and stuff. And so he's actually, you know, um, just singing these sort of punky poppy songs. And they're really great. They're simple, great songs. And the guitar player had had has chops. And so they're kind of doing almost Stooges-esque, you know, guitar licks with this these very simple pop punk songs but not like pop punk the way you think of like the descendants or something more like i don't know how to describe it power pop maybe i don't know i don't know if that's probably a terrible terrible summarization chris spawn says uncle wait what uncle matt and the shitbirds is bam margera's uncle shut up no it's not what are you talking about you're telling me that uncle matt is related to bam margera Dude, I thought I just discovered this guy out of nowhere. All right, this is really funny. Are you are you sure about this? I think you're... You, you need to explain yourself right now. And you know what's funny? Do you know how I discovered? I didn't discover it for any other reason in that I was looking for Pixie songs, right? I was looking for covers of, of the Pixie song called Caribou, which is one of my favorite Pixie songs. Guys, for as much as I could talk about the Misfits, I could talk about the Pixies equally. I love the Pixies so much. And, you know, for all you guys that are into hard, loud music, there's nobody heavier than Black Francis. Nobody can scream. Not even Glenn Danzig can scream 
like Black Francis. I would say that Black Francis would give Glenn Danzig a run for his money when it comes to screaming and shrieking. He's just the friggin' man. Give me any screamer or shrieker in any hard style of music, and I'll put him up against Black Francis. He'll crush it. Crush it! But my question is... I, oh, no, so what happened was, I'm just searching for songs about, you know, song, caribou songs, and that came up. I thought it was a Pixies cover, and it wasn't. It's just, I walk through caribou poo. Just to hear you fart on the phone. Of course I've heard of Gigi Allen. I've seen the documentary, and yeah, I mean, everything I just said, I think this is delayed, delayed comments. Speaking of jam bands and the Grateful Dead, what do you think of Fish? I hate Fish! I hate Fish. For everything I just said about, like, some of the redeeming qualities of certain jam bands, I hate Fish with a passion. I do, however, enjoy... Slip Stitch and Pass is a okay live album. When I was in middle school and didn't know better, uh, I bought Slip Stitch and Pass and enjoyed it. And there's a song called Tweezer, I think, off of a picture of Nectar, and it sounds like a Minutemen song. Sometimes Fish can sound like the Minutemen, if you could believe it. And that's a good song. I can't deny. Uh, Zambot says, how about a late night horror show? Wait, what? How about a late night horror host show with the Crimson Ghost as the host? Lots of dry ice and paper mache castle walls. Are you just suggesting in general or like Z Zambot? Please expand on this concept because it's intriguing to me. I want to know more. Give me more. Pitch me, man. Pitch me live on the air. Typo negative. Peter Steele, Green Man, RIP. Yeah, man. He died one year after Lux. Truly. Dead boys forever. Gigi was, yeah, that's one way to put it. Gigi was a unique person. Ah, that's one way to put it. I'll say that much. New Jersey band. It's apples and origins. They have, he's talking about the misfits. Yeah, Robbie, whatever you say. Celebrate by the Nephilim. Are you talking about field of the Nephilim? I believe Numbro. I like that Numbro. Let's go back to my playlist though. I'll recommend more songs to you guys. That was fun. I never get to show people my music, like all my music. This is so great. All right. This is a band called The Spits. And they have a song called Bring. I think it's called Bring or Bring Down. Let me find it. Did I lose it already? She was a You know you're me down. Go back to Here it is. Bring. It's called Bring. Very Ramones-esque. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Just give this song a listen. I'm just gonna keep putting song links in the description, in the in the in the chat for you guys to you know listen to. I'm keep making my way down these comments here. Typo negative. Slow deep and hard is going on 30 years. Wow. Bored to death is so good by Gigi Out. I'm so bored to death. I'm so so sick of the human race. I'm so bored to death. Da, 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 ba, 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 ba. It's snotty. That's what it is. It's like snotty punk rock, you know? Uh, kind of, you know what? They're not, I, 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 I misjudge them. It's not pop punk. It's, it's like snotty dead boys. They're kind of like the, the, the early jabbers are kind of dead boys esque. Uh, Cherry Love Affair is a great song. Uh, um, girl what's that song girl no not new york city girls or girls are so 
Girls are so unbelievable. Ball, 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 ball. Da 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 Unpredictable, they blow you away because girls are so unpredictable. So that's a good song. People pay more for background seats. I like carnivore more than typo. A negative, I've heard that. I've asked when I had Paris uh, Mayhew from the Cromags on Pizza Punk check out that episode. I said, What is a good, I said to him, What is a good typo album to listen to? Even though I already had October Rust, I just wanted to see what he would say. He said, listen to the second Carnivore album. That was his response. So, yeah, dog. Uh, Caribou's great, but also Gouge Away. So you want to hear some dark Pixies. Listen, for all the dark stuff that's in Sam Hain songs and Pixie songs, just go listen to Doolittle. It's pop. It's like poppy. It's like poppy indie rock, but like so, dude, it's hard, man. Listen to Tame by the Pixies. Got hips like Cinderella. Must have been having a good shame. Talking sweet about nothing. And then he just starts screaming, Cookie, I think you're tired. He's screaming Tame over and over again. But dude, you just can't imagine how loud he's shrieking it. Bam talked about it on Radio Bam years ago. He's talking about Uncle Matt and the Shipbirds. Wow. You're blowing my mind about Uncle Matt and the Shipbirds. This is this is crazy. Maybe I could talk like this would be very uncomfortable with my microphone set up. I have to fix it so that it's better than the way it is. Black Francis is a genius, man. Black Francis is a genius. Wow. Jace Shane says, I hung out with Kim and Kelly in Dayton. The Deal Sisters rule. Was that when was this? Was this during the heroin years or were they sort of cleaned up? Like you gotta give me an era, Jay. Uh Jay. I'm kind of curious to know. Yes, Kim is the shit. She's the best. So is Kelly. Japanese punkers, the pen pals do. Here comes your man Pixies cover. I'll have to check that out. Thank you, Zambot. Let's see what else I got here in my playlist. Okay. Here's another band from the, from the New York hardcore. Sorry, just the New York punk scene. They're called the Sick Fucks. And they do songs like Insects Rule My World and Teenage Abortion, Spanish Bar Mitzvah and Rock or Die. This is a great band. They're kind of like a jokey band. They feature Tish and Snooki. The, the, the two girls who would go on to found, they founded Manic Panic Hair Care Products and they had a shop on St. Mark's that overshadowed Natasha's shop. Natasha is the girl who, who went into business with the Misfits selling their t-shirts on cons- consignment when they first started the Misfits Fiend Club. Um, but they have saw, yeah, they're, they're a great band. Tish and Snooki opened for the Misfits in 1979 or, or at the Irving Plaza show as well. So how about that? David Lovering is a very talented drummer, very technical. David Lovering is the drummer of the Pixies. And yes, I agree, man. Dude is a genius. That is a, uh, he is a humble drummer, much like Ringo Starr. People always shit on Ringo Starr. They say, oh, Ringo, he plays so simply. But let me tell you something. Ringo, you know what makes Ringo the best drummer in the world? It's not because he can't, it's not because he can do everything that Dave Grohl can do, because he can't or whoever you consider to be a good drummer, John Bonham or whatever. What makes Ringo and David Lovering good drummers is their ability to, their restraint. They play to the song. They're songwriter drummers. They're not interested in frills. 
They're not Keith Mooning it. Keith Moon is great for other reasons. What they're doing is they're just simply playing. To, they're playing in service to the song. Whatever the song needs, they're going to do. So, for instance, in And I Love Her by the Beatles, all it is is just like this little these two blocks tied together. The I don't know if you can hear that. I give up all my love. I'm not doing it right, but it's like, you know, that's all I do. And it's just like a, like a, like a, like those, those wooden blocks, symbol things. And if you saw my love, you love her too. And I love her. So it's just like, it's not about like doing something super fancy. That's going to take away from the, the melody or the song. It's just about doing what's ever right for the song. It's humility. That's what guys like David Lovering and Ringo Starr have. Robbie says, what do you think Glenn thinks of a band like the early Descendants where they were contemporaries? You know, I don't know. I'm sure back in the, the Misfits Sam Hain day, days, Glenn might have been like, oh yeah, they fucking suck, whatever. Oh, the Descendants. But I'm sure maybe now he might feel differently. He might have more respect for them i don't really know i that's a question i would ask to steve zing steve zing would probably know that answer we do know that glenn is an admirer of dave Grohl as a drummer according to devil man so who knows who knows okay jay jay is down with some stuff he knows the spits uh i'm gonna recommend for you guys one of my all-time favorite albums so you know what is an album that i listen to at all like all the time like constantly must have listened to it one of the my most listened to albums ever is an album called uh blood visions by a guy named jay retard jay is no longer with us he died at the age of 29 just shy of 30 but jay was one of the most prolific and talented songwriters of the music scene that he came up. He came up in the garage punk music, music scene, disciples of bands like the oblivions and the mummies. Um, he, he, he made this album called blood visions. It's a solo album. It came out in 2006. Let's put it this way in 15 years. He started at the age of 15 with his band called the retards. He took on this last name, uh, the retard, the surname retard, Jay retard. He put out over, I think he put out over 120 singles and released, I can't even count the number of albums, hundreds of songs, many of which are just him playing drums, bass, guitar, and singing. And he had this band, he was a power trio, he had a power trio band, and he was so tight. There was no, a man, nobody liked Jay Retard. And he died of a cocaine and alcohol overdose type situation. In January of 2010. So he burned brightly for 15 years. He made a ton of amazing music. And then he he fizzled out, man. And it's just, that's what happens sometimes. That's why, you know, drugs, they suck, man. Drugs are, they, they're, just, they're just BS. Drugs are a waste of time. That's the truth. Honestly, I think drugs are a waste of time. I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and um, you know, uh, judge people for their, for their habits and their, their vices. You know, I used to take drugs. I used to do drugs and things and stuff and drink and get loaded when I was really young. But all I'm going to say, in my opinion, speaking only for me and no one else, 
I think drugs are a massive, massive waste of time. And that energy can be put towards so many other things. And that's just for me. Again, no judgment. Whatever you do is good for you. And that like, like, you know, again, uh, uh, I, I say that as someone who, you know, is happy that marijuana is legalized across the United States. I think it should be legalized. Don't want to get political. <laughs> I don't know how I got on this topic. I'm going to shut up now. I'm just going to shut my mouth. But um, yeah, man, it's just a shame about it's a shame about Jay. That's what I'm trying to say. It's just a, he has a song called Oh, It's Such a Shame. Here's Jay live. We're going to this is an ode to Jay retard right now. Hold on if I can get this stupid thing. Oh, am I having production problems today, you guys? Production problems. Why is this stuck in a no man's land here? Let's try this again. Whoopsies. Is it because the screen? No, there's no reason for this not to work. There we go. Let's try it now. There we go. That's why. So this is Jay. There he is, man. He is a madman, this guy. Dude is a madman. That's his band. He actually had a he had a set he had a rhythm guitarist, but that's Jay in the white shirt with his flying V guitar. Just a, a, an absolute animal. I, I would recommend that everybody watch this video. I can't I can't play the audio. Actually, I probably could play the audio and get away with it, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna put this in the in the box as well, because I think everybody should listen to Jay Retard and enjoy his incredible music. Um, yeah, Jay is the man. Look at him. And he's just, I mean, he's hes doing so much. And when he doesn't have that other rhythm guitarist, he's doing everything. He's doing the rhythm parts. He's doing the lead parts. And he's just, he's a bad, and that drummer, that drummer back there is one of the best drummers ever. That dude has just machine gun speed, you know, just driving the whole band. And they're just, they're just crushing it, man. Crushing it. I mean, they just lose it. And, you know, they're no frills punk rockers, man. Like, they're not about, like, you know, dressing the part. They just, like, that black flag sensibility of we're just got regular guys who play loud, hard music. And just Jay is, I, I'm, I'm in awe of him and his art and how he how he just made his music and made his art. And, and he burnt out, man. He, he burnt out. And it's just a real shame. Those are the rules for the devil lock. The devil lock contest. Ugh. Um, let's get to some of these comments. Crimson Ghost shows old monster flicks or spins records on the show. That's a pitch idea. I gotcha. Well, maybe not the Crimson Ghost. Maybe I'll invent my own. I don't know if I'd want it to be the Crimson Ghost. The, the, the Misfits have the Crimson Ghost. I could I could do my own thing. Um, I was, you know, flirting, you know, I've been flirting with the idea of doing a Patreon. And I was thinking, what would be my Patreon thing that I would do? And I was thinking I would just do commentaries to movies. That's what I would do, you know, if that's something that people would want to see. I don't really know. I don't really know what I could offer. The only thing I would do is if I did a Patreon, it would be like $2 or $3, and that would be it. Maybe $2, maybe even $1, you know? Like, what's a buck a month, right? Two bucks a month? I feel like people would go for that. You know, I feel like that's super reasonable. Those songs from the Pixies are phenomenal. Damn straight they are. Have you heard their recently released Behind the Eerie? Are you kidding me? Dude, I was listening to it. That I, I, I did a music video for On Graveyard Hill, a live version of 
on Graveyard Hill, and I'm going to show it to you right now. I actually made this unofficial Pixies music video. That's how much of a fan of the Pixies I am on Graveyard Hill is what it's called, actually. And I'm going to find it for you right now. And I took old movies that I thought really sort of worked. Oh, this, this again. Huh? Give me all sorts of problems. I'm trying to do production stuff. Having problems. Here we go. So that's the official video that they made. But before they made the video, I made this video. Here, here's my version. It's right next to theirs. It's got 12,000 views. It's pretty good. This is my version of On Graveyard Hill. And I used... Um, I used Fritz Lang's Metropolis and I used Haxon Witchcraft Through the Ages to tell, to do my little video. And if this would only load, probably the bandwidth is crappy. After the Drug Years Dinosaur Jr. show. There you go. There's my little music video that I made. I don't know if the band ever saw it. I just made it for the love of the band. Anyone ever hear of the Retards? Good band. That's who I'm talking about. Jay Retard, man. Yeah, I'm so far behind on these comments. Chris says, uh, sorry. Chris says, I know you're not a big fan of Davey Havoc's vocals, but have you heard the later AFI albums? They went to make more goth rock Depeche Mode sound. You know, I I'm down to check that out. I will check that out. I am not a fan of Davey Havoc's vocals, but I will give it a sound a listen because I love goth music. I love goth music. Big fan. Big friggin' fan. Beneath the Eerie, by the way, the, 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 this is the video for a song from Beneath the Eerie, is a phenomenal record. It uh, To me, this is the final true return of the Pixies, if you ask me. Uh, Sacred Mask says, I do I do own Doolittle on vinyl. The art is very crazy. Original first time I heard it was like discovering music from Mars. It is like music from Mars, man. It's so great. Graves wants to know, wait, are we busting out locks? Graves, you can bust out your lock whenever. Go go to the beginning of this episode to learn about our contest, and you will know what the dealio is. Yeah, that's right. R.I.P. for Jay. Oh, it's such a shame. Your favorite song. It's a great friggin' song. It's a great friggin' song. My son and I listen, when I, when I would take my son to school, I call him J.J. because I don't want my son saying the, the R word, the retard word, which I'm only saying because it's his last name. I didn't want him saying the re the R word, so I would have him say JJ, and we would listen to Blood Visions top to bottom. Great money, useless children. Great money, useless children, and he he loved it. Yes, yeah, self destruction is a waste of time. Right, right, right. <laughs> Drugs are bad. Okay. Horse J Horse Jonathan actually has a devil log. What's up, dude? This is great. Horse, um, go to the beginning of the episode to learn all about the contest. And we'll take it from there, buddy. That's the plan. So just go check that out, okay? Uh, Yeet wants to know, do I like the Addicts? I have one of the Addicts albums. I like that song, Tango. Do-do-do-do-do. We dance the tango. Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. Uh, whatever. That, I, that's a fun. I like that song. That's a fun song. Um, establishing shot of the house. Glenn grew up at night. Light of Z Zambot is still pitching me. The show, the, the Crimson Ghost Horror Host show. Lightning flashes in the background. The camera pans through the tiny basement window. We see glowing from inside. Damn, Zambot. You're, 
man, you're you're putting up a good case for this uh, this this pilot here. Mr. Red says Frank Black Francis Black Francis Los Angeles is a mind blowing song. Mr. Red, um, actually, actually, Mr. Red, um, by that time he was known as. By that time, he was Frank Black. He inversed his name. He became Frank Black. And he um, yeah, he put out Los Angeles was the name of the album. But better than Los Angeles is Teenager of the Year. You got to check out Teenager of the Year. Fiddle Riddle, Headache, um, Old Mulholland, great friggin' songs. The first three Frank Black albums sound very much like Pixies. They're very Pixies-esque. As a matter of fact, because Frank uh, Frank Black is essentially the sole songwriter of the Pixies, Black Francis, you could say that the first three Black Frank Black albums are almost Pixies albums. Almost. <laughs> Zambot still dissolve inside the basement. Camera pan throughs the cobweb. Covered uh, the cobweb covered Glen, uh, covered toys that Glenn collected. Crimson Ghost Pitch continued. I love it. Oh, yeah, you did do that, dude. I fucking love that video. Wait, you know about this video, dude? You saw my Pixies video? Yeah. I see you put hacks on. Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Thank you. Yes, the Blood album is pretty freaking good. That's right. Um... Get Addicted is my favorite Attic song. Pumps me up. I'll have to check that out, Alan. I have not listened to it. Yeah, dude. It's all about Frank Black Headache. Great song and great music video. So, you know, I don't really know how to describe solo Frank Black. It, he's he's like a, you know, he's a surrealist is what he is. You know, that's what he does. He does like surrealist sort of music in a way. He's he's a surrealist. And um, why isn't this? There we go. No, I want to play the Headache the headache music video because it's so good. Let's see. I wonder if I'll get a takedown for that. Probably not. I mean, this was kind of like a fodder episode anyway. Um, next week, we're I, I have a, a show planned for next week, and then the week after that, we're gonna do we're gonna do the 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 judge the judge panel for the Devil Lock pageant. So get your videos in order. You got two weeks to get all that together. And I'm sure you guys can do it. Like I said, it doesn't matter if you have a devil lock or not. Make yourself a devil lock. Make it work. You can make a devil lock if you don't have a devil lock. Here it is. This freaking time can't give it no credit. That's how the song goes. It's really great. I love, man, this, this album got put back on vinyl for Record Store Day and I totally didn't buy it. I'm really pissed. There it is. Just really great. Kind of looks like Curly from the Three Stooges in this. Matter of fact, he has a tribute to the Three Stooges on this album called Two Reelers. And yeah, he's just kind of doing a Curly thing here. And it's really awesome. I'm just such a fan of this guy. That There's your guy. This guy can scream louder than any heavy metal guy out there, man. He's the best. He is the best. Dude, it doesn't matter if you don't have your devil lock anymore. You can make anything into a devil lock. That's all that matters. Frank Black, excuse me. That was, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jane's Addiction, eh. Neither here nor there. That, 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 I had Strays. Wasn't a big fan of Strays. Uh, Been Caught Stealing is a, is a fun song. Do you like the 70s? Jorge asked me if I like the 70s rock band Babe Ruth. I've never heard them. I've never heard them. I got to check it out. 
Doomdale says, would you prefer us posting the Devil Lock video on YouTube and sending you a link uh, and sending you a link on Gmail? Listen, Doomdale, if you want to post it on Facebook, on, on YouTube as well, you can. I would much prefer you sending me a link to download the video because I'm going to play it directly from my screen. So if you want to upload it afterwards, feel free, but I would much prefer that for a lot of reasons. So you got to send me a video. Like I said, you could shoot it on YouTube. I don't, I mean, shoot it on your cell phone. I, I don't care. It just has to have those three elements. Your devil lock, you have to do your, your Misfits Sam Hayner Danzig song, and you have to tell us how you first heard about the Misfits or how you got into the Misfits Sam Hain or Danzig. Um, Robbie says, I always thought Screamin' Jay and the Misfits were such a bizarre combo on a show. As much as aesthetically it blends, musically they're not alike in genre. I wonder how that show came to fruition. I, I can actually kind of speak to that slightly in the sense that, so, you know, and I'll talk about this in my Screamin' Jay Hawkins video that I have coming out. I'm doing a scripted Screamin' Jay Hawkins video, something more polished to step up my YouTube game. So basically it works like this. What happened was Screamin' Jay Hawkins got big in the 50s, obviously, and he fell out in the 60s. His career started to flounder like many of the big rock and rollers in the, in the 50s. Jerry Lee Lewis, Screamin' Jay Hawkins, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, all these guys kind of went the wayside in the 60s when, you know, with the rise of the Beatles and sort of like guitar, you know, bass combo groups, you know, with the standard formation you know of a two guitars and a bass and a drum sort of sound that was really you know broke into the mainstream with the pick with the with the beatles although there have been other bands before that. i mean you had buddy holly and the crickets in the 50s and such which who influenced the beatles but what happened was um and elvis too for that matter elvis just started making movies and doing movie soundtracks he put out 30 pictures in in a decade i mean it's insane the amount of movies elvis was doing that's how elvis was was, was doing his thing, which was a great idea, actually, truly. It was a great idea to do that. But um, all these guys, all their careers kind of went went down the tube. Screaming Jay Hawkins, who got royally screwed, um, the, he doesn't he didn't own the publishing, despite what he says. He did not own the publishing to uh, I Put a Spell on You, the song that he wrote. Um, and this will be talked about more in my video, but, you know, I Put a Spell on You, it started off as a more of a waltz. It was like, Dun 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 I put a spell on you dun 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 because you're mine you know that kind of thing. Um and then he did the version that we all know he got super drunk, or so the myth goes. He got super drunk, he blacked out, he doesn't even remember, they don't remember recording it. And he got ah you know that whole deep baritone voice, muddy voice that he had just like that you know, thick, deep baritone that is Screaming Jay Hawkins. Um, and, you know, in a way, Screaming Jay Hawkins is the, is the foundation of shock rock. All shock rock can really be traced back to Screaming Jay Hawkins before the Misfits, who, by the way, took their, their bursting out of their coffins. That came from Screaming Jay Hawkins. He was the first guy to do it. Alan Freed, the guy who coined the term rock and roll, which is basically code for fucking, rocking and rolling. He was a DJ out of Cleveland, Ohio. He convinced Screaming Jay Hawkins to burst out of that coffin in the first place. He kept putting money down on the table. As Again, as the story goes, the legend goes. And eventually Screaming Jay, who would not get into a coffin for many reasons, um, eventually got into the coffin and that became his, his gimmick. 
But, you know, he kind of had like this voodoo swamp rocker, you know, uh, uh, undead voodoo guy, like voodoo witchcraft guy uh, thing going on. And that's like the basis of like all theatricality comes from that. What There was no other theatricality in rock and roll before Screaming Jay Hawkins, truly. I mean, think about it. You, you really, there really isn't. Um, again, I, I'm not, I'm going all off the, the old noodle here, so maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. In any case, how did the Misfits end up playing a show with Screaming Jay Hawkins and why does that make sense? Because like I said, he's the original shock rock, you know, horror theatrical kind of guy. He's the Alice Cooper before the Alice Cooper. And it made sense to have him on a bill. In the 70s, he was very accessible. He, he, li he was living kind of in squalor conditions. Uh, it was, he was very accessible. You could go see Screaming Jay Hawkins. He performed at these cafes, and he would, just, he would just be there doing shows, you know, four or five times a week. That's how he was making his rent money, you know, living in apartments. Meanwhile, he's, like, having all these kids. You know, Screaming Jay Hawkins had anywhere from 57 to 75 children. Um, they all had a reunion in uh, right after he died in the year 2001, 2002. There was a website put up called Are You Jay's, One of Jay's Kids? Um, and they all, about 30 of them got together, all the, the bastard offspring of Screaming Jay Hawkins. Kind of crazy. I'm sorry I wasn't on your biopic episode for The Misfits because I had Bill Skarsgård for Jerry too. But who would you have for a Pixies biopic? Oh, my God. That is a loaded question. Um Hold on, I didn't answer Robbie's question. So in any case, he was very easy to book in the late 70s, which is what I was getting at. Um, it was a Halloween show. It made sense to have Screaming Jay Hawkins there. I would, if there's any show that I could see by The Misfits, it might have been that show because I would love to see The Misfits play and then Screaming Jay Hawkins burst out of a coffin. It would be absolutely insane. But who would I do for my man? That is such a that's such a long question. I'm going to let me see. Let me keep reading comments and I'll come back to it because I can't think off of the top of my dome right now. The Frank Black video for Men in Black is just Frank making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Lyle. Oh, yes. I'm glad, you know, Lyle. Wow. You know your stuff. Lyle Workman was his. Uh, um, uh, yeah, he was in the Catholics. But before he was in the Catholics, he played on Teenager of the Year and he played on Men in Black. And he was like. He was the secret weapon. He like replaced uh, Joey Santiago. And for my Joe, my embarrassing Joey Santiago story, check out one of my future clip episodes on this channel. Arthur Brown Fire, obviously later. Screaming Jay Hawkins, the Godfather of Shock Rock and Hazel Atkins as well, though the Godfather of Psycho Billy. Interesting. Love Little Demon. I was I was listening to Little Demon. I listened to Little Demon three times today, actually. Um, I was listening to the Cow Pies album on Spotify, and they had some alternate takes of Little Demon by Screaming Jay Hawkins. Another great Screaming Jay Hawkins song, Alligator Wine, Feast of the Mau Mau, Frenzy, Person to Person, Voodoo. Um, you Put a spell, spell on Me, the inverse of I Put a Spell on You. Mr. Red says, It makes total sense for the Misfits and Screaming Jay Hawkins to jam together because Screaming Jay Hawkins paved the way, precisely. Yes, and then in England, you had Screaming Lord Such. Jack the Ripper! Jack the Ripper! Yes, he had Screaming Lord Such in the 60s, who was also kind of doing a shock rock thing, but that was definitely by way of Screaming Jay Hawkins, who came the decade before. Know what I'm saying? I agree, Screaming Jay and the Misfits would have been fucking epic to see. Exactly. What's up, Dagger Love? I had a long and luxurious devil lock, and I... 
I have. Dagger Love still has his devil lock. I have a long and luxurious devil lock and I wear it to shop right without a mask. Oh my God. I hope you're using that, that devil lock to cover your face. In any case, um, you should, you should sign up for the contest dagger love, go to the beginning of the episode and you will see what I am talking about. Preach brother. Woo. And we made it to the end of the comments. Let me see if there's anything else I have here. My voice is starting to go hoarse. This episode will be on Spotify. If you're just joining us, I have finally gotten my shows onto Spotify. So check it out. You can listen to select episodes, not all of them. Uh, and again, they're mostly as is. They're long broadcasts. I could not go in there and cut them up. It just would have taken too much time. So I kind of this is kind of like an archival dump of episodes. So if you want to listen via Spotify. And by the way, I do get paid when you listen on Spotify. As a matter of fact, you're doing a big, big, big mitzvah. If you just throw it on Spotify and let it play, you're doing me a solid, a super solid, uh, because uh, there are ads. I recorded two ads. Oh, by the way, it's ad-free listening. So for those, I get a lot of people that bitch about all the ads I put up, which I mean, guys, how am I supposed to do this for a living if I don't put ads up, that's how I'm going to like not work a day job in the future. Hopefully I want to be a full-time YouTuber and I'm never going to be a full-time YouTuber. If I don't justify to my wonderful wife that I can do it full-time by putting ads up. So I apologize for all the ads. I'm sorry about the ads. If I had it my way, listen, if I had a bunch of people on the Patreon, maybe I would do less ads. I don't have a Patreon yet. But um, if you want ad-free listening, go on Spotify. The only ads you're going to get, there's going to be one ad in the middle of the show, and there's going to be one ad at the beginning. And other than that, it's completely free, like completely ad-free. So check it out on Spotify. Again, I'm going to put the link in the thing. I know I keep saying it. I'm a broken record, but, you know, that's that's how I roll. Always got to be promoting yourself and expanding yourself. You know, I am debating, like I said. Wait, what? Hold on. Joe. Jose Alberto Santiago, a.k.a. Joey, great Sonic Rips. Yeah, dude, Joey Santiago is like the Marquis de Sade, Marquis de Sade, or whoever that guy is, of guitarists, because he tortures his guitar. And when I say tortures, he makes it wail, like a human voice, like as if he was like whipping it or doing something. He makes his guitar wail and scream in ways that it should not. Dagger says, I am worrying about what will happen if you get a real job. No more constant misfits content. I mean, listen, I'm still actively applying for jobs. I'm currently auditioning right now to do uh, freelance work from home. So basically what I'm doing is I've been doing freelance editing jobs, like lawyer commercials, actually, like ads, that kind of stuff. I'm doing it right from this desk. And if it becomes a full-time gig, then I can keep up my schedule with what I'm doing here. If I had to work a nine to five desk job, it would definitely hurt my YouTubing. And so I'm trying to avoid this at all costs. And that's why I'm being so aggressive with the ads. That's why I keep talking about the tipping and stuff. That's why, again, all of it, not only is it going to the production fund, it's making it possible that I can potentially keep doing this. I, I have to, you know, I have a family. I have a family. I have two children and I have a wife. And, you know, at the end of the day, as much as I want to be, you know, a carefree creative guy, you know, my number one obligation is making sure that my children are comfortable and that I could pay my mortgage, help pay my mortgage with my wife. 
And, you know, that's that's the responsibility of having a family. So at the end of the day, I'm going to have to do whatever I got to do. But as long as I have my unemployment, as long as I can, you know, keep applying for jobs and keep doing this, I will grind this fuck, this fucking thing as far as I can take it, truly. And we'll see what happens. There you go. Click on that Spotify link right there to and follow the Spotify podcast. Make sure you're also subscribed here on YouTube. JMO says, the people who expect things for free are the same people that complain when it stops. Uh, dude, you're so right, because I get like all these, I, it's not, not often, but I get people in the comments that are just like, oh, you have so many ads, F you. Here's how I try to do the ads. Every 10 minutes, there's an ad, and then if it's like, depending on the content, I'll do five-minute increments. So it's five minutes, five minutes, and then 10 minutes. So there's a breather. Like, I'm really trying to be considerate of how people listen to the show or listen to the show. But mind you, these shows are like three hours long. Like you would, the fact that you can listen for 10 minutes without hitting an ad, think about all the YouTube videos that you watch that are three minutes long or two minutes long or or five minutes or seven minutes long and you're hitting all these ads. So the fact that you can go 10 minutes sometimes without hitting an ad is nice. It's convenient, you know, and I'm doing it on YouTube because that's what I have monetized right now. If I can get my Facebook stuff monetized, I'll do it there too, you know. I get no ads because I have premium, but I believe you still get the ad revenue. That is correct. Dagger Love is right. Dagger, I appreciate your patron. Dagger has been a phenomenal supporter of this content. You, you're all phenomenal supporters for watching. Dagger has been phenomenal supporter, and I, I would just need to give him an extra tip of my hat. And he is correct. If you if you are subscribed with a premium service, the, the ads are not even a problem, and you're still uh, revenue is still coming into the show. So I appreciate your, your patronage, Dagger. You're awesome. Um, get that money, man. Exactly. That's what I got to do. How much would you charge to make a video or edit for, let's say a very underground horrorcore band from Bakersfield? Here's the thing. Uh, I'm kind, I'm, I mean, I still do a little bit of music video stuff. I'm actually going to be doing some music videos coming up for some people that you definitely know. Uh, but in general, I'm sort of done with music videos. I do a little bit, um, I got to be honest, working with certain horror punk people has really soured me. I just, I'm just so over it. You know, there are a few people that have been awesome and are great. And I like working with and have no issues working with. And so I don't mind doing that, but in general, I don't know if I'm really doing music videos at the moment. I'll tell you what though, send me an email. You have my email, pitch me what you want, pitch me what you want. There was another guy who wanted me to do a music video, um, who listens to the show. And he sent me an email and we're waiting for COVID to get better. I don't know if that's happening. If that happens, it happens great. If not, then whatever. Um, I got so much shit going on. Like there's so much going on. Like there's just not enough hours in the day. That's the funny thing. Even though I'm unemployed, I have never been more busy creatively in my life. I'm so, I'm like firing on all cylinders. I've never felt so happy about like, you know, being creative and like doing stuff. And it's just a shame. I'm just not making enough money yet, yet, but I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to keep grinding it. I want this so badly. You guys, I want this so badly. You don't even understand. Just think if, if this becomes full-time, I will do this 40 hours a week. This will be, I will treat this like the full-time job that it is. I will do the, I'll be doing this shit 40 hours a week. I'll make sure there's stuff coming out of your eyeballs. There's going to be so much where you're going to be like, ah, I'm sick of it. Does this guy ever shut the fuck up? <laughs> you know? 
But listen, send me an email with what you want for your horrorcore band. Is horrorcore is like rap horror rap? That's like that's like juggalo stuff. That's interesting. Why don't you Why don't you send me a thing? I don't know if I'll do it. No promises. Talk to me. Talk to me. J Moz says, "Tell her once you're set up properly, so she can start a. Tell her once you're set up properly, she can start a channel." Oh, um, Inav, my wife. She's not into that stuff. My wife is very like we're very polar op opposites. She's she's from Israel actually. She she used to be think about my wife is an army veteran from another country. How about that? She fought in the second Lebanon war, which was kind of like Israel's Vietnam. Uh it did not it was like the only war that Israel ever lost. It was like a crazy situation. She's like operate like um guidance like missile guidance system. She's a real badass. Um, and we met in Israel. She didn't speak a word of English and I didn't speak a word of Hebrew. How about that? All visuals, baby. All visuals for the vids that are 10 seconds long and get that. Exactly. Although I would be shamelessly lying, Chris. I'd be shamelessly lying. If I listen, every video that I can monetize, I try to monetize it. I just did those two listener videos. By the way, how did everybody like those? Those were actually outtakes from 1979 that I just threw up because I'm like, again, I'm just trying to get those watch hours up. And um, I, God, I couldn't believe all the comments. I thought people would th think they suck because I'm not even really commenting. It's not really much of a reaction. That's just kind of a clickbaity thing to get into. They're just a casual comment because it was more about listening to the songs in context of watching 1979. If you've not seen 1979, check it out. It's on my channel. Three hours long. That's almost like a documentary about the misfits in 1979, literally. By the way, I'd love to hire you to make a music. Well, I just said all that stuff about the music videos. Chris, again, anybody who's interested in doing something, send me an email. I, again, I have a lot of commitments and I've already I already have some obligations and some commitments to some music videos right now. But send me your 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 what you want and maybe we can make it happen. Maybe we can't. We'll see. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Sounds good, man. I've seen you, bro. Been a long time. Hey. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate, again, I appreciate everybody's listener support. He says, uh, horror, hardcore. Ah, okay. I'm so sorry because you know, you said horrorcore. Horrorcore is, that's what like juggalo shit, man. That's what they call themselves. Their horrorcore is actually rap, but with like dark twisted lyrics, all those bands that are on the psychopathic, you know, whoop, whoop, all that stuff is horrorcore. Yeah. Chris is right. Horrorcore can be a bunch of different things. Oh, no, okay. I'm being in light. See? Listen, I don't know everything. I, I did not know that. So horrorcore can be a bunch of different things, not just ICP. I did not I did not know that. That is fascinating, interesting stuff. A little more akin to crust or DB. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. No, that's cool. That makes sense. Um so yeah, so let's see what else is on my playlist. We'll go to we'll go to the two hour mark. Ah, we'll go to the two hour mark. And like I said, just keep your eyes peeled on the Spotify, the the Spotify podcast channel. And and it's not just Spotify; it's everywhere. It's Apple Music. If you're into Apple Music, if whatever, however you listen to podcasts, you can find my stuff. Like on like seven, at least seven different platforms, you can hear, um, you, you can find the From Us podcast. And like I said. From us is the banner for everything. So Pizza Punk, the Misfits show, all that stuff is going to go under that. That's how that's going to work. Um, let me see if I have any more 
song recommendations until we hit the hour and then we'll be done. If anybody else has any comments or things they want to say, now is the time to say them. I remember the early episodes on Facebook when I was like not ready to leave and I'd be like, anybody else, anybody else want to talk about anything? Hmm? Hmm? Anybody, anybody want to say something? Hmm? 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 Um, if anything, let me just send you my band's music and you decide if it's worth your time. Yeah, man, send me something. But I just want to put it out there. Like, I will be super polite, super. I'll just be like, look, because again, and and Robbie Bloodshed, I'm call, I'm dropping Robbie Bloodshed name because I always say this to Robbie, and it's true. I never like to promise things that I'm not confident that I can't deliver. So if I don't think I can deliver it, I'm not going to promise it. That's how I try to roll. I, I really do, and I try to be a straight shooter. If I can't, if something comes up, whatever, I say, hey, this is a situation. I can't do it. And no matter what, I, I, I do it because I don't ever, the thing that I never want to do, I never want to promise something that I end up not delivering. And I've had past experiences where that's happened, where it was outside of my control. It was other parties. It was other parties. And because of those other parties, I could not deliver what I had promised to deliver to people, even though I didn't have an obligation to them in the same way that those other parties did. And so I don't ever want to be in that situation. Like, for instance, the Misfits documentary, if if I do somehow, if if I do get barred from putting it out, I'll release it for free. People are going to see the documentary. If it means I can't profit off it, there's no way that I'm going to not let this come out. And let me tell you something. If I release it for free, non-commercially, then I can use all the Glenn Danzig, Jerry-only stuff I want. I'll put it on a torrent. People will be able to torrent. I'll do a GoFundMe to recoup my expenses, and I will call it a day. Hey, maybe that's what I'll end up doing in, in the long run. If in the in the very long run, maybe that's what what needs to be done. If I can't um, if I can't do it commercially for whatever reason, you never know. I'm a teeny little gumpy fish in in the big in a big pond against people with big big pockets. Um, Sacred Mask says, "My friend, I do recommend you to the album Colleen." Huh? Interesting. Um, Colleen K. Baja Dios is a Spanish punk band. Okay. All right. I will absolutely check that out. I love, there's a lot of Spanish musics that I love. Actually, I found, man, I don't know the name of the band. It's called Mexican Rock and Roll. And it's just like Mexican Rock and Roll in Spanish. It's really cool. I like Tito. What is it? Tito and Tarantula, I think it is. I like uh, Robert Rodriguez's band, Chingon. Chingon. Sorry, it's like super gringo saying that. It's <laughs> not. Yes, honesty is the best policy, at least as close to honesty as possible. Chud said you didn't deliver for him. Uh, Dagger, I don't know if you um, have listened to my Chud episode, but I suggest you do because I explained it in full agonizing detail, full of cell phone text messages between Chud and I. I put it all on the table. So Chud can say whatever the hell he wants to say. Um, I said my piece about all that, and I feel really fine about it. I don't care. I really don't care. Um, is a 1996 Colean Spanish band. Cool. Cool, man. I'm, I'm down. Sin Dios is a good band. 
and a specimen from Tijuana. <laughs> Isn't it a shame that like he has tainted the word chud, which is such a fun word. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers is now forever more tainted with his the fact that he is the dr a drummer. That just kind of sucks. He's monopolized it. You know, he didn't trade. I don't think it's trademarked or anything. I don't think he can. But, you know, it's like forever more, you know. Man, that Chud story broke my 13-year-old little heart. Are you 13, dude? Stop it. Are you really 13? Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, he sucks, man. He he friggin' sucks. Chud is a fake misfit. With a f yeah. Yeah, and he's probably got a spy watching this right now. Hi, Chud. If you're watching the show. Hello. I always shake my head when I hear anything about you not delivering. We've done six music videos together and never once had a problem. There you go. So there's Robbie Bloodshed saying, I've done six music. Was it six, Robbie? I thought it was five. I've done six music videos with Robbie and we've never had a problem. It's true. I don't know. What, I don't know. What to t I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell anybody. Glenn blocked my favorite 90s, 2000s Misfit Live concert on YouTube around November last year. As much as I love Glenn, kind of expected yeah that's uncle glenn dude that's what he does he you know those guys are are super um they're very controlling about their image you know and they are like like i've said i love uncle glenn i love uncle jerry i think uncle jerry's super awesome to his fans and super great guy i don't think i'd ever want to be in business with uncle jerry because i just don't know what would happen and you know if uncle jerry and i saw uh, things from differently, I'm sure I would be on the losing side. And I just don't ever want to deal with that. Again, listen, at the end of the day, look at all that Jerry has done and built and, you know, is a hardworking dude. He's a ruthless businessman. I'm not. I just, I don't know. I don't want to do, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Sacred Mask says, Esberto, Escorberto album, Antitoto, the, these guys was very crazy, like the Sex Pistols, kind of a different sound. Is that also, uh, where is that from? Is that from Mexico as well? Um, it bummed me out too, but it's better to hear the truths. What? Oh, about Chud. Yeah. It's not even my truth. That's why I never talked about it. I kept my mouth shut for years. I knew some of that stuff. You know, it's funny. Uh, when he put up the thing like horror punks against racism, kind of, he's trying to dunk on graves. And I made a post on the Lodi page just saying like, you know, like screw Chud and this stupid post. And everybody was like, dude, you're just being overly dramatic. You're just being stupid about this. Stop. And the truth is I was trying to, to like criticize Chud for one thing when really I should have been criticizing him for the, for another. And it wasn't my place to say that stuff. People who were more like qualified to speak about that stuff, Alex story and this girl, Kylie, who actually was a victim of Chud's spoke about it. And I just was reporting on what they were saying. And that was it. And that's the, the end of it. You know, I don't know what else to say. Oh, you're 30. Ha, I got it. That's when you got into them. I, listen, no problem. If you're 13, I mean, we had, a, there was a kid on here who was like 14 or 15. He's like, he was like, hey, man, I just got into the Misfits. Love your channel. I was like, that's great, dude. 
He's like, what should I listen to? I was like, I was in one of these episodes. I think, you know, uh, and he's, and I was just like, I was like, oh, check out Static Age or whatever, you know? None of this like elitist bullshit. You know, it's funny. We were in the group and someone was like, uh, uh, another guy was, was, was relating a story. He's a bus driver from England and he was relating a story and it was just trying to be, have humorous fun. It wasn't, there was, he was, there was no mal, he wasn't being maliceful about what he was saying or anything. But, you know, it was the old, you know, narrative of, oh, I complimented the guy on his shirt and he didn't know who the band was. Oh, what a loser! You know, like that kind of thing. And, you know, that stuff is fun when you're like, <laughs> that stuff is fun when you're young. But it's just like, yes, Glenn is protective of his work. But it's just like, why? You know? Um, and so when I run into people, oh, it's like, oh, you're wearing a Ramon shirt, but you don't know the Ramones is a band. Oh, check out. You know, the self-titled album is really great. Check out Rocket to uh, Russia. Check out Road to Ruin. Just turn them on to the music. Like, who cares? They're advertising your favorite band. They're, they're, they're a walking billboard for the thing that you love, whether they realize it or not. You know, if someone, no one showed me who the Misfits were, but if someone had, they would be a part of my origin story. I'd be super grateful to them for turning me on to the band. So why even make a thing about it? Why even be elitist about it? Just be like, oh, oh, you don't know it's a band. Well, they're a band. They're awesome. And if you like punk rock, check out their music. You know, maybe that's the 35 me year old because the 21 year old, you know, friggin message room troll me would be like, <laughs> friggin loser. What an idiot. He probably would only like the Jerry only miss it, <laughs> you know, but that's not who I am today. So I don't know. I, I, like I said, I've been there, but it's just not, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. I love them all, but they're real people with different wants and visions. Yeah. That, or at least when we're speaking about Glenn and Jerry, yeah, that's for sure. Spanish punk from the Vasco area in the 80s. Okay, Sacred Mask. I know one band. Do you know Sacred Sacred Mask? Do you know uh, per, uh, Permanent Paralysis, I think they're called? Para, I can't pronounce it. Do you know who I'm talking about? They're like this kind of this goth band from Mexico in the 80s, and they're super awesome. Permanente, let me see. Oh, no. Paralysis Permanente. So it's permanent paralysis in Spanish. Paralysis Permanente. That is a cool friggin' band. Uh, and they have a song called... Let me see if I can find the song. Um, Unidos, maybe? Let me see if I can find it. Uh, here, singles. No, that's not it. Nope, 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 nope. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Give me one second. Oh, man, I can't. Unidos. It's called Unidos. Great song. Great song. Um, The Aerial Biblios main break. Oh, oh, oh. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're talking about Spain, not Mexico. My bad. So, sorry. I, not a Spanish speaker by 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 nat nature. Um, Uncle Glenn blocked you too, Jeff. That video you made was a godsend of... I've seen others from someone called Gore Editor. They have four different reunion shows, and that's pretty clear. So, yeah, he did. Uncle Glenn, I did make that. The every You know, the Evil Libs video was my entry into that, and I made it, and Uncle Glenn had it blocked. And, you know, I expected it, man. I had a feeling it was going to happen, and I did it anyway because I wanted to do it, and I wanted to show people what I had done. And, you know, it is what it is, man. That, that stuff happens. 
Uh, Gore Editor and I actually collaborated on a video. I was chatting with him today. He, this, this guy is a very talented illustrator. As a matter of fact, we highlighted his work on the show at the very beginning about a year ago. And we collaborated on uh, his, he did a comic of London, the origin of London Dungeon. And I basically did an audio play set and, and, and animated his comic. And you can find it here on YouTube. Oh, man, maybe I can find it. He actually, and he dedicated one of those videos that he did to me. I guess he was inspired by what I had done. Because I he my name was in the video and I was kind of surprised and like a little um uh I, I was I was uh touched I was very touched that he had done that. Let me see if I could find Bobby Steele. Bobby Steele in the Legend of London Dungeon. Guys, I'm gonna have to stop soon because my voice is going. Uh by the way, tomorrow's Pizza Punk is going to rule. I have the production designer of William Stout uh, of Return of Living Dead on the show. So if you know, if you know uh, Return of Living Dead, and if you like, and if you know who who William Stout is, you got to check this out. So here it is. I almost kind of feel like playing it for you, and this is something I actually can play because it's mine. So people thought this was actually Bobby Steele. It was not Bobby Steele. It was me. It was me doing a Bobby Steele impression. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can play it for you real quick, just because that would be su that would be fun. I can do that through the thing. Hold on one second. I've got to share my screen. I don't know what the sound is going to be like. I've had complaints about that when you do it. When you do it like this, when I do it like this, when you do it like that. All right, here it is. This is the Legend of London Dungeon. Actually, this will allow my voice to... This was made with Gore Editor. And I'll highlight some of the comment. All right. And that's, I'm not going to play the live Misfits part. I did a whole thing with that. So that was, that was like the radio play. <laughs> we did a, it was a radio play. It was between me and Gore Editor. Sorry, that gave me my, my voice a little bit of a rest. I'll have to cut that part out. <clears throat> Ballad of the Broken says, my older brother showed me the misfits and I could tell he was proud at how much I was drawn to them. R.I.P. So that's what I mean, man. Like, you know, the person that shows you the stuff. I mean, in this case, Ballad's brother is his brother. You know, so, of course, you know, you love your brother, obviously. But like, you know, and I'm sorry to hear that he's passed. But, you know, I'm glad that you have that memory. It's a beautiful memory, man. That's beautiful. Truly. Thank you for sharing that with us. Honestly. Yeah, you know that band. You know that band. <laughs> I made sure my stepson knew before I bought him his first Ramon shirt. I'm going to surprise him with his first Misfits tee for his birthday. He's 13. That's wonderful. Isn't it fun to get the, that when the young kids get into punk rock? You know, I got to be honest with you. My five-year-old son going on six, he has an Alexa. We gave him an Alexa so he could, like, listen to music. It's in his room. Well, it was our Alexa, but he just took it. <laughs> he took took it over. He likes to listen to his uh, storybooks on it too and whatever. Um, but I don't know how he discovered Slipknot, but he's like listening to Slipknot and he likes Alien Ant Farm's version of uh, Smooth Criminal. Uh, and, you know, a part of me wants to like be controlling and be like, no, listen to this. Because I've, you know, I've shown him, like I said, I've shown him Jay Retard. He knows the Misfits. He knows some stuff. But at the end of the day, I want to support my son with whatever he likes at the time, even if it's stupid and it sucks. 
I just want him to know that I care. So uh, he wants to listen to Slipknot. I don't say a word. I know he'll grow out of that. It's at some point. I've never listened to a Slipknot song in my life. Not and if you have, and that's your your if that's your yum, I'm not gonna yuck on it. Because I always say to people, don't yuck on my yum. So if that's what you're into, that's your bag. Not my bag, personally. But and you know, if that's what my son's down with right now while he's five going on six, so what? Who cares? Let him enjoy it. Unidos. I wish I could sing in Spanish. I would sing Unidos by Paralysis Permanente. Um, Chelsea says, no elitist BS, but I will say I was a bit resentful when I saw Misfits t-shirts at Kohl's. It's just that stuff is, was so hard to find in the 90s. So, Chelsea, what's here's the thing, though, that I think is different than that. What you're talking about is the commercialization of something that was deep and personal and like a secret treasure to you. And you're seeing it being twisted into something that you hate. I think the, the how that diff, that differs from what we were talking about because we're talking about a, a, some guy, it doesn't matter where he got the shirt, it's just that he doesn't know who the band is. And I guess what you're talking about is a little bit of an extension because people are going to see that shirt and then buy that shirt and not know what it is. But I would say you have more reason and license and justification being upset than, say, complimenting someone on the Misfits skull shirt they're wearing and them not knowing that they're a band. You know, I feel like that's such an easy thing to fix. Ballad says, so excited for your Pizza Punk interview. I've been busy as hell with college work, but I still tap into chat. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, it'll also be on Spotify, too. Uh, the, 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 the William Stout. So check out William Stout. William Stout was the production designer of Return of Living Dead. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to this YouTube thing. Um, and I, dude, I was such a fanboy. I, I literally didn't shut the fuck up. I was so mad at myself. I wish I asked him more questions. It was like me telling him things instead of asking. It was not my best interview. Um, but he was such a sport and he was so in like, he indulged every whim of mine and was so generous of his time and just a real sweetheart. And it was a fun, it was a really, really fun interview. I can't wait for you guys to, to hear it and check it out. Dude, I love these videos, man. You guys inspire me to do something. Also, shout out to Mascara Singrata. Kick-ass name. Uh, I didn't see that name, but if it's here, that is a kick-ass name. I like that. Mascara Singrata. And you want to know something? Here's my honest feeling about this stuff. I love Kevin Smith. He's one of my, like, heroes for a lot of reasons. And you know what Kevin Smith says? He says it cost absolutely nothing to encourage someone to be creative or encourage an artist. But in my mind, it's for someone to be creative. And so I try, I strive, and this is not a humble brag or a brag. It's me sharing a side of myself and things that I do. And I try my best. Like if I think something, if I see potential in someone or someone is unsure, I try my best to encourage them because it really does. What is a couple of kind words to someone who is either unsure or is oblivious to the fact of how talented they are and encouraging them to do something with their talents. There's no, it's so, and then to see them do something and create something, nothing is more rewarding. And Kevin Smith did that for me. And so I like, I, I, I believe in that philosophy wholeheartedly. It costs zero to encourage someone to be creative. So, you know, if you're inspired you know, or if you feel inspired either by this or anything, whatever, go out and do something. Go out and make stuff. That's what we do. That's what I do. I do the same thing. 
Um, what do I think about Brian Peck? I, uh, you know, Brian Peck is a real bittersweet topic. For those who don't know, Brian Peck, Peck plays Scuzz uh, in Return of the Living Dead, one of my all-time favorite films. Uh, Brian Peck, like, personality-wise, seems like a very interesting guy who I would love to interview and pick his brain. He also happens to be a convicted child molester. And I want nothing to do with a convicted child molester in the same way that I'm almost glad that the music video I did for Dr. Chud didn't come out because I don't really want to be associated with Dr. Chud anymore or what he does after, you know, learning recently. Well, I knew one thing, but learning about the other thing was just, you know, one thing was third party information. The other thing was first source information that came out about the 16 year old girl and taking photos and up her shorts and whatnot. And, um, and, and the, I just, I don't, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth, like for obvious reasons. I don't want to be associated with any of that stuff if I can help it. I don't. I don't want anything to do with it. And so in that same way, I've like when I think, when I watch Return of the Living Dead, I can watch and enjoy Scuzz for Scuzz. But like watching bonus stuff with Brian Peck kind of sucks. It's bitter. It's bittersweet, dude. There are, I say this all the time. I don't believe in cancel cancel culture. I think that's a stupid word anyway. What I believe in, I believe in two things. One, I don't believe in cancel culture. I believe in consequences for your actions. That's what I believe in. That's number one. And number two, I believe that it depends on the artist and the medium as to whether you can separate the art from the artist. For instance, if it's hard, stand-up comedy is really hard. If a stand-up comic does something really horrible, it's really hard for me to separate that from the jokes he's telling. Uh, Roman Polanski, watching a Roman Polanski movie or a Woody Allen movie, I can do that just fine. I have no problems watching a Roman Polanski movie. I have no problems watching Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby was made by a ton of people. That work is not just Roman Polanski's work. You know what I'm saying? So it's easy for me to compartmentalize the problematic stuff and sort of, you know, put that on a shelf so that I can enjoy the art for what it is. You know, some people say, oh, you know, art is deeply connected to the creator and is an extension of the creator. And while I do believe that is partially true, I also believe that art belongs to the people once it's created. And so if an artist like, you know, does something really problematic, but their art is already out into the world and it's doesn't include their face, that person, it's easy for me to compartmentalize again, you know, on one hand. One of my all-time favorite heroes, someone who I knew as as a acquaintance, no bunny. Um, he he got he basically came out last year some terrible stuff. I talked about this recently on an episode. Came out some terrible things about no bunny, and you know I never got to even talk to him about it because you know I didn't. I would see him whenever he came into town at his shows. Never got to find out more information. I it's one hundred percent true. Um, I, it's hard for me to listen to no bunny's music. I feel. I feel so sad and even almost a little betrayed in that, like he had this thing that he had been doing and it ruined the thing that we loved because nobody is dead now. Uh, although all those records are going for some serious coin on eBay because, you know, all of his catalogs were pulled and stuff. Those records are hard to come by now. Um, So that's an example of music I can't listen to. I can listen to Michael uh, Jackson. I love Michael Jackson songs. I can listen to Michael Jackson. Did Michael, was Michael Jackson, a, a, you know, diddle, diddle kids? You know, yeah, most probably did. 
most. I mean, I don't know what the details are. He, Michael Jackson, was clearly very, very inappropriate with children and did some very, very irrehensible things. What are those things? I don't know. But he did those things. He did do things. Can I still listen to Smooth Criminal just fine? I can. I can watch videos of him on YouTube. For whatever reason, I can separate that. I don't know why. I don't know how. I guess it, it's a subjective thing. It's case by case. You know what I mean? So that's like a long form answer about what do I think about Brian Peck? So Brian Peck is an example where I could watch Scuzz on the screen and enjoy Return of the Living Dead, but Scuzz, the person, you know, uh, Brian Peck, the person, he's not someone, if, if I'm at a convention, I'm not going to go up and talk to Brian Peck. I just have to want, I'm not going to get my picture taken with Brian Peck. I want nothing to do with Brian Peck. Um, I'm Yes, it's on Spotify. It, because it's on Spotify, you can stealthily listen during your meetings. That's right. Uh, Glenn, <laughs> Glenn murdering when eagles dare under his breath. What are you, what are you referring to, Ballad? I'm not sure. We hear it. Are, oh, are you talking about the thing? It was actually London Dungeon. It was London Dungeon at one of the, um, uh, I think it might have been at the Madison Square Garden show. Oh, shit, I've seen that video too. Dude, let me know if you need any voiceovers. Cool. I'll definitely keep that in mind. Oh, okay, sorry, we're in that. Yeah, I'm far behind on the comments, guys. I'm sorry. Is it a live concert on Barclay Deuce Band? It's a very good band. Cool. <laughs> um, what is this, an audio comic book? No, in case you didn't hear me before, Mr. Red, what you saw was me. That was me. I did. I created all that sound design. Those are my voices. I used my voices. I did Bobby Steele and Glenn Danzig. And I basically animated a comic that had already existed by the gore editor, the guy who does the other live Misfits videos. That's what it is. Cool. There you go. So we do have some Slipknot fans in the house. I will not, I will not yuck on your yums, guys. <laughs> yes. That's right. I agree with that. So while listening to you, I went back through my history from November last year and found the title of the video Glenn blocked and found another vision. Full Force Festival 99. Dude, I'm really glad to hear that. Rip that video before it comes down. The opening where Doyle walks out and smashes those three chords was the reason I picked a guitar back up. There you go. Pizza punk. Oh, oh, my God, guys. I have something to show you. All right. So we have a new intro for Pizza Punk. I was supposed to end the show, by the way, but I'm having so much fun and we still have 25 people that I'm going to keep going for a little bit longer. I want to show you one other thing that you will enjoy. Actually, maybe I could show it here. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it for you. For you. Guys, I've been listening to way too many musicals. Here it is. All right, check this out, you guys. You're going to love this. All right, ready? Well, maybe you won't love it, but this is the new intro for Pizza Punk when it's not live, at least for now. We have an official mascot, courtesy of Devilux. Shout out to Devilux if he's listening at some point. And this is the Pizza Punk bumper. You can check out, got to check out Devil Lux's store. It'll be, uh, you'll see it tomorrow with the William Stout Pizza Punk episode. Check this out. Oh, that's it. Let's play it again. <laughs> and 
what you're hearing is one of my, that's one of my, um, one of my little home recordings that I do with my, with my voice. Pizza is the bug. What's up, Jello? Jello, you had some solid comments on those listener reaction videos. I'm glad you dig, man. Can you take on consideration doing a show about Rocky George RIP from, wait, what? Wait, Rocky George died? Shut up. Rocky George is not dead. From Fishbone? Dude. Wait, am I thinking about the same dude? From Fishbone and Cro-Mags? He's not dead. Dude, why are you messing with me? Uh, Rocky George is alive, man. You just scared the crap out of me, dude. Rocky George is alive. Let's let's double check with the Googs. Not not Googie Google. You would think that he would sue. <laughs> nah, dude. Rocky George is alive. Oh my god, you just scared the crap out of me. That would have been such a shame. No, Rock. Um But uh oh oh, you, you want me to you want me to interview him? Yeah, I mean if I can get a hold of him, I totally will. Riff's Underground Grommy. Come check out my pick. I just pro- posted on Instagram at Riff Ryan. All right, you know what? This is the kind of this is the kind of mood I'm in right now. We're going to check out his pick. He's asking me to check out the pick. I'm going to check out the pick. How about that? How about how about that? Let's see if I can find it. Hold on. We got to go uh Riff underscore Hey kids, this is Riff Ryan 420. Coming at you live from the Baked Zone. Let me see if I can find you, buddy. Riff Ryan, 420. In the house. Okay, we found him. Oh! <laughs> look at Riff's... Look what, look what Riff just shared. Pizza is... Suppo- Whoa, there he is, you guys. There he is. That's awesome. Look at his tattoo. He's got a cool tattoo as well. Cool Misfits tattoo. No, but Riff, you're not doing it right. That's not how the Devil's Lock pageant works, buddy. I see what you're, you wrote here. Devil's Lock pa- pageant. I love the way you wrote Devil's Lock. Dude, you got to send in a video. Watch the beginning of the episode for the rules of the pageant. I appreciate it. I do like it very much, and I appreciate your effort. But you need to follow the rules. Those aren't the rules. Uh, check it out, though. Check out the rules at the beginning of this episode. Robbie says, what about the Jeepers Creepers guy? I don't care about those movies, it's, so it doesn't affect me, but I know people are crazy over those films. Yeah, I, um, you know, here's the thing about the, those that, that situation. I don't really care about Jeepers Creepers, so I'm not watching those movies anyway. I did watch them once each. I was like, okay, Jeepers Creepers does not really, not. I never even caught the third one. That dude is a total uh, child molester and uh, piece of crap, and I wouldn't support him and the creation of his stuff. I just, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with him. If I caught Jeepers Creepers and wanted to watch it on TV and like didn't want to change the channel, yeah, I might do that. But like, am I gonna, am I gonna like go and seek it out, especially knowing that he's a child molester? No, I don't really. No, I don't think I want anything to do with that. If Brian Peck directed a movie, a new movie, I don't know if I would go and see it. Maybe if it was streaming for free, maybe if Jeepers Creepers was streaming for free and I didn't have to pay for it. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it's all subjective. 
I feel super indifferent towards, you know, uh, Jeepers Creepers as a movie. And I really don't like the guy who made it because, like I said, he's done some horrific crimes towards people and he's a piece of shit. So. Whoa, skipping down here. I see what you're saying now. I do love kids seeing the misfits. Oh, right. In in Chelsea, this is Chelsea was making the comment earlier about seeing stuff in, in Kmart or wherever. Coles. Um, I do love seeing kids in misfits gear and complimented if I can and feel like that uh and feel like they think I'm an old lady trying to be cool. I mean, that's the you know, that's what happens. Like, but Chelsea, like, you know, I don't know about how old you are, but I as a 35-year-old man, when I, you know, talk to someone who's like, you know, 14 or 15 years old, at, at in my mind, I feel like I'm coming to them from a 14 or 15-year-old perspective. And they're probably looking at me going like, uh, look at this old, hey, old man River, shut the fuck up. Like, you don't understand me, you know. You are so stupid. Well, that was not very nice. Are you referring to me or to someone else? That was really wrong. That was not very nice. You know, I'm going to let you respond to that comment. And then if I don't like your response, I'm going to put you in timeout because I can do that. I can put people in timeout. That's what I could do on here. I'll be like Michael Graves. I'll mute, <laughs> I'll mute and boot. JD, where are these devil locks? Nobody reads the description. JD, you got to watch the beginning of the show. We talked about the rules of the contest. I'm going to post it and share it everywhere. Hey, Steve. Steve was covering on some, uh, commenting on some recent videos that we did. Love your channel. Been hooked. Just heading into work for midnights. Hey, uh, wishing you a smooth and steady shift. Um, feel free to throw on some of the shows if you can watch. And listen, we're now on Spotify, Steve. So if you go look for From Us on Spotify, you can listen on Spotify if you like. The comic was nuts. I got, <laughs> I got a little blood running through my veins. Yeah, baby. Bobby Bloodshed playing cough cool is so cool, cool, cool. Y'all need to get it. Yeah, dude. Robbie Bloodshed did a great job. Um, he did a great job. He's and he also did some videos with Mr. Jim recently. Seeing Mr. Jim do those those static age parts was solid. Uh Robbie did a good job on comeback and uh, I think what was it? Spiral Remains, Robbie? Um or no, in the doorway. In the doorway. It's good stuff. That was a great little band you had. Um that power trio, you, Mr. Jim, and uh the bass guy, I forget his name. Um, you guys should do some selected dates in Florida next time you go down there, you know. Jello Biafra. Everybody loves Jello. That's right. Hey, what's up, Ryan Miller? How you doing? Glad you're glad you're joining us. Uh, we got to the we got to the logos. Um, yeah, yeah, Brian Peck, dude, just not cool. Jello rocks and the Kennedys suck without him. I it's from that's from my understanding. He is not gone. He is not gone. That was that was miss. I think there was a, a lost in translation there. Jello asked, "What do you think of the possibility of the new Misfits record with Glenn?" Is Jello, we're going to do a whole episode on that. I'm going to save that. We're already two and a half hours into this episode. So I'm going to save that for something that makes more sense. Because right now, like, it's too big of a question. And I'd much rather make a whole episode about it. Because I'm going to run out of material sometime. And then what am I going to do? What's going on? Hello. Hello from Buenos Aires, Argentina. That's awesome. 
off topic, but thoughts on the Sopranos. I like off topic. This is an off topic episode. That's okay. I love the Sopranos. I'm a huge fan of Sopranos. Watched it. Matter of fact, I'm I'm definitely overdue for a rewatch of the Sopranos, and I plan to rewatch the Sopranos at some point in the future when I have the time. It's just that you know, uh, new stuff takes a priority over revisiting the old stuff. And I recently I revisited Friends. I revisited Breaking Bad. What else did I rewatch? I'm going to do Tales from the Crypt and Pete and Pete soon. So, you know, rules. That's not very punk rock to have rules. Rules! We don't need no stinking rules. Nah, dude, it's it's not rules. It's just like, it's the guidelines for the show. You know, it. listen, Ryan, I think you're going to be very happy with my plans for the Devilock pageant. You just trust me on this, buddy. Trust me. It's going to be great. Anybody can sign up. It's an all-inclusive Devilock pageant, even if you don't have a Devilock. You just got to make a video using the guidelines that I mentioned, okay? The best show of all time, hands down. Oh, yeah, Robbie loves the, the Sopranos. I just had crazy deja vu. I dreamt this like five years ago. What? What? Dagger, what are you referring to? Now, here's the real question, says Robbie. What does Glenn think of the Sopranos? You know, an Italian from Lodi is watching the Sopranos which takes place in Lodi much of the time, and his love of crime. I'm sure Glenn Danzig loves The Sopranos. You know, I feel like all you Jersey guys, whether you're Italian or not, or half Italian, I think you all love The Sopranos on some level gabagoo, you know? And you know who my two favorite Sopranos are? I love, I love Polly Walnuts, obviously, but I love Silvio, played by Little Steven. Because here's, here's little Steven. It's like he's trying. You, you literally can like read his mind as he's acting. It's, he's, he's like he's trying to play a gangster. So he's, you know, he's doing this this thing, you know, because he's got to be there. But it's like he's like trying to get in the mindset of a gangster. And it's so obvious on his face. Just really, really funny. And by the way, I love how Robbie has been trying to boomerang all the conversation back to Danzig-centric things, which I really appreciate because we are so off the rails. We're just like whoever like listens to this on Spotify is going to be like, I thought this was about devil locks. What the hell? But, you know, I, I didn't have much content for that. I was like, man, I can I can break this up into two shows. I'll do one where we set up the rules and we'll bullshit. And then the second one will be the actual pageant with our with our judges. You know what I'm saying? Picking up what I'm putting down. I'm sorry, my brother. Yeah. OK, so Sacred Mask uh, had some bad information about Rocky George. I was shocked. That was the second person who I thought had died. During this broadcast, first was um, uh, Paul Bearer and, and second was Rocky George. Dagger Love says, I drove past Satin Dolls yesterday and it looked like it was close to good. I'm sorry to hear that. Satin Dolls was the name. No, what was the name of the actual place? Satin Dolls is the name of the real spot. And then the spot in the show is, I think, called something else. And that was the the place, the, the strip joint that they that they ran. Yes. You'll well welcome uh wakey wakey eggs and bakey. Yeah, man, whenever you get around to it. And then please participate. Would love to have you participate in the uh Ryan says I'll read them rules later. I just got up. Robbie Bloodshed indeed. And have you ever seen heard of the series Gamora? You know, I tried to watch Gamora, which I believe is based on the movie. I watched like 10 minutes of the first episode and I just could not get into it. I don't know. It's like a religious thriller and i just i don't know it, it kind of reminded me like da vinci code sort of stuff and i just went over my head it went over my head i just couldn't get into it if i'm being honest bet glenn loved the sopranos yeah that's what i think 
I think he really liked it. I was late too and didn't get the memo about the locks. Yeah, I think a lot of people were expecting that today today to be the pageant. Today was announcing the pageant. I should really go back and relabel this as a part one of a two-part episode. That's what I'll do so people are aware. Robbie Bloodshed wouldn't surprise me if Glenn Danzig watches and enjoys. He also likes The Walking Dead, supposedly, too. <laughs> you got me and my girlfriend cracking up. <laughs> um... Chelsea says, yes, exactly. You're 43. Right. So there you go. Just invert, invert that number. We're, 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 we're in the same, we're in the same ballpark. In 2001, I was at a festival hanging out with the business and the exploited singers mocking the dead Kennedys. That must've been hilarious. Who's is Mickey. Mickey Fitz is from one of those two bands, the business or the exploited. Yes, Rue Morick suggests watching Boardwalk Empire. I watched it all the way through. Phenomenal series, top to bottom. Especially, I loved like the Oedipus Rex stuff. And oh, sorry, that was kind of a spoiler. Sorry, that it was a great series. I loved, I loved it. I loved, I loved it so much. It was phenomenal. That's all. Um, Ryan says that I have to watch Lily Hammer on Netflix. If I like the Sopranos, I watched Lily Hammer's the first Netflix original series. I watched three episodes of Lily Hammer. I could not get into it. Also starring little Steven and he's kind of pl playing a mobster in FBI, uh, goes into hiding. Didn't work for me. Didn't work for me. Well, Glenn wouldn't watch the Sopranos. Not enough werewolves. Uh, you know, Chris, I think that. Glenn, if given the opportunity, would have done a guest appearance on The Sopranos, and it would have been awesome. Um, so, yeah. It's actually the first show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Robbie knows as well, right? Oh, it's okay. Bada Bing is in the series for, for Sopranos. What's up, Pod? Pod throwing down and joining in. Jello says that I had a dream where in 2016, when the Misfits reformed, Glenn died like a, whoa. That's going to be a dark day for us all. Mas Mascada Sangrada is a sacred mask badass wrestler. Cool. I did not know that. Jello says, I had a dream where the Misfits reformed. Right. He died like a couple months after and I woke up super bummed because I thought it was real. Don't you hate those things? Don't you hate it when that happens? Ah, okay. Mickey was the business. Singer. Well, RIP to Mickey. I'm sorry to hear that. I've never listened to the business in my life. I don't know anything about them. But I'm sad that the singer is dead, and I wish that he rest in paradise or power or pizza. Rest in pizza. Buried under buried under a mound of pizza would be a good way to go, I think. Okay. Hey, Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, the phones will glitch out. Oh, boy, guys, this was some friggin' episode. I got to tell you, we had a good time. Um so check out the rules. This is going to be, this is kind of like a weird episode. I'm going to put this up on Spotify anyway. Like I said, if you're just joining us, please like, share, subscribe. Please subscribe to the channel. That's the number one thing you got to do. And then go follow us on Spotify. The links are in the chat. Um, you know what? I'm going to put it in one more time since we're at the end. I just really want people to follow, uh, check us out and follow us on Spotify. And again, a great way you can support while not having to deal with all the YouTube ads, if the YouTube ads really bother you, if you listen on Spotify, you don't have to deal with ads. Only two ads, and they're each a minute long, and that's it. One in the middle and one at the beginning. So go check out the shows. Actually, I kind of messed up on the first few episodes, so they might have two ads in there. 
And I think the first three episodes don't have any ads, but just please follow. And here it is. It's right here. <laughs> Mr. Red, Mr. Red, you're so nice. He says, take it easy, Ryan, and enjoy your dinner. Yeah. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm so glad you, 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 you enjoy watching them. I never get tired of hearing that. Uh, I botched the name in Spanish. See, even my Spanish sucks. Hey, you know, and as always, Rue always ends the show with thanks again, Jeff, be, be good, be safe and cough. Cool. Pizza puck. You know, Rue, you are officially the, cause Rue has not been, has not come on the show or come, come in to say hello yet. Although I hope that'll change someday. But you are like the you're like the commentator, like MC. You're like the master of ceremonies in the comments, because literally no matter what show I'm doing, Rue always is there in some way, shape or form and always drops a comment. And I and I love him for it. It's great. Hey, always throwing the devil horn. So like I said, check it out. Spotify. Check out the beginning of this episode for the rules about the devil lock pageant. Um, I ha had a lot of fun tonight, guys. You obviously, you all rule. You got still got 23 people watching on a episode that frankly was a filler episode in my opinion. So that's great. That, that makes me happy. Um, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep plugging away. Keep grinding. Uh, you'll notice again, new videos every freaking day. I got videos for days. I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, sacred mask. It was very nice to meet you. Uh, as well. Um, and thank you for joining us later. Um, and the last thing, sorry, I know I keep talking when I said it was ending the show. The last thing I'm going to say about Shimping is it was about all the episodes we have. I don't know. I don't remember. So in any case, yes, Pizza Punk does rule. We know how we end this show. We say peace and hair grease. Peace out, pod. And we're out. Make it for Lola. Make it for Lola. Make it for Lola. Make it for Lola. Make it for Lola.